0: Welcome, everybody. It's season two. It's that gif of the guy who's like jumping and he does the thing. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't understand that meme. Yeah, it's from. like I think it's a video game thing. But anyway, it's Stranger Than fanfiction Fiction 2. Yeah, we talk about the Robinson's fanfiction for like three hours yes that is Hi. that is
1: the that is the name of this game um it is
0: yeah i'm your host irene here with the uh irreplaceable
1: Alyssa, <laughs> aka the rational death um yeah yeah so hope you guys haven't missed us too much as of this recording we i don't think we know exactly when these are going out yet um, no,
0: so we refuse to talk about anything topical because we know it's just gonna go away in like a day.
1: Yeah, so so we don't know what time it is where you are. We don't know what season it is where you are, but um, we're here anyway. So I hope, mean, we can never know because
0: what if what if these people are in the southern hemisphere? You know? Oh yeah, no, uh, I think we do have a so.
1: couple northern, a uh, southern hemisphere viewers. I think I remember seeing New Zealand on the. Demographics when I was Ooh. looking at anchor statistics. Zealand. So, so yeah, Zealand. there are so it's a very legitimate like statement. I don't know what season mm. it is where you are. So
0: it could be, it could be. Yeah, I just don't know what season it is, period. <laughs> I just know it's season two. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, that's so funny. Okay. Oh. Uh.
1: okay. Anyway, so
0: for, for this episode. Uh, we're starting off very special. Yes. With a discussion. Yeah. Of the character. Yes. And we thought, why wait? Why wait for the good stuff? Let's just have dessert first. I don't know. For most of you, it's dessert, right? Or, or maybe he's a snack.
2: <laughs>
0: ha! <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop with the puns. Anyway, so we're talking <sighs> about Wilbur for this episode, yep. as I'm sure you've probably guessed from the title. Yes. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah. We just say uh, yeah. We were. We 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 might do some other uh fan fiction reviews later in the season, depending. Yeah. But for now, yeah. I think most of the season episodes that we have planned are going to be just general discussions about a topic. So uh, it's a little bit different, yeah. but we hope you like it anyway. Um. Yeah. So, Wilbur, teenage extraordinaire. Whoa. Destroyer of timelines. Uh, (laughs) What is there to say about
0: him? There's a lot to say about him. Breaker of social norm chains.
1: Exactly. Breaker of
0: boundaries. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, um, a lot of... uh, I think we can... It's pretty obvious that a lot of fanfics um, have Wilbur or involve Wilbur to some extent. I actually plugged his name into my little—not my little. It's not little. My my uh, oh. my note, my my big note document of all the fix that I've read from, from the Ooh, NTR nice, fandom, and his name shows up a hundred and sixty-four times. So,
0: um, yeah. that's a lot. That's a lot it's, of times. It's, it's, Wilbur isn't a lot of fix. Yeah, but like people have a kind of unwillingness to explore his like inner psyche mm. a little bit. 'Cause okay, so I would I would categorize Wilbur into like I was gonna say two categories, but Mm -hmm. I remember there's a third category. So it's like three main categories, and the fourth category is like the outlier. So number one, Wilbur is like a child Mm and he's very childish Mm -hmm. and he's got like a love for like pranks and because the six were written in like two thousand seven, he's got a love for like Charlie the unicorn and stuff, and then <laughs> Wilbur, who's like a sex symbol <laughs> guy, but he's still oh. childish. Mm. But he's he's like a sexualized child. Not no, not not in that way. Actually, maybe in that way because he is still a child. But the point being is that he's like um he's like fairy, a playboy type. Yeah, he's a playboy teen prankster kind of guy yeah and that's that's like the idea behind him he's supposed to be charming but annoying kind of and then the third one is is emo wilbur we can't forget emo (laughs) never forget he's emotional he's bearing a lot of pressure from his family legacy and he doesn't know how to deal because he's expected to be happy all the time so mm-hmm. he decides to be the exact opposite of the first Wilbur and be like miserable and teen like in a in a bad way.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Remember the fourth one is like a combination of those things but also going in like a totally different direction. Mm. I don't know.
1: Yeah, those I think you've summarized, um most of the depictions of Wilbur that I've seen when I've read fanfic so yeah I'm trying to think if there's any other um sometimes the, the you'll many see faces the of Wilbur yeah sometimes you'll see and like ages tend to be different like there's, I feel like the tendency for certain for certain characteristics depends on his age like there are lots mm-hmm. of fics that have him as as a child like much younger than he is in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say most of those fics tend to be focused on Franny and Neil and them parenting Wilbur, as opposed to Wilbur himself. But, mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah, because Wilbur's always very generic in those fics, too. Yeah, like he, he tends to just be child. Much of a personality. <laughs> yeah, um, so this is another category we could add to that. It's like a Y and X axis, almost. Right. It's like, what point of view are we looking at? Are we looking at Wilbur from a parenting point of view, and he's the, the reader's child.
2: Mm-hmm. You know what
0: I mean? Yes. And then the, the other one is that he's he's like his own person, but yes. like what age that is could be any age. Mm-hmm. Like he could be 13 and it's that kind of thick. or he could be 13 and it's like a parenting style thick. Yeah. But very rarely do we ever see him like all by himself. Mm. Like he's, not, he's not living with the family kind of thing. He's like an adult.
1: Yeah, He's
0: like completely independent from his parents and the other Robinsons. Mm-hmm. That's super rare. I'm yeah. kind of disappointed because I think that would be a fun thing to explore.
1: Yeah, but like you know, I think the oh, just this is a- sorry guys, there's a phone in the background. <laughs> I just want to point that out. I don't know who I don't know whose phone. It's oh, not I- mine.
0: I can't hear anything. Your your mic <laughs> is like very good at only picking up your voice. I think. Oh, that's good. I'm happy to hear that. I
1: think my a- my door's closed, also- so hopefully it'll 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 uh block out as much noise as possible. But yeah. um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, yeah. The other the other one I'd point out too is, as you said, the ones where Wilbur's an adult. Um, and those are exceedingly rare, more rare than even the ones where he's a just a
0: child. Um, I'm trying to think of the ones where he's an adult. To so like, I know so I know you wrote a thing where he moves out yeah i wrote and one I know, and then i and uh, then yeah you wrote one and then i know uh nerf herder she has like this gigantic one shot piece mm-hmm. uh one shot series and in one of the one shot like two of the one shots wilbur's an adult
3: because
0: mm-hmm. i think that author is very interested in wilbur as a character but she always writes him almost always writes him from like Neil's perspective as a parent
3: Hmm. kind
0: of like he's always a child even though he's like sometimes it's in his perspective and he's his own character but it's really primarily from like a caring point of view right yeah very rarely this author does sometimes explore Wilbur as an adult so one chapter was where he's a he's a AP high school history teacher oh okay and, like, his shtick his is that he's, like, the fun teacher, but also he presses a button and he, like, turns off all the signals within the room so that people will stop texting. And, I mean, it's high school, so I'm like, okay, I guess that makes sense. And he's like, don't call me Mr. Robinson, it's my dad. Oh, my God.
3: <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then
0: at break, yeah. when it's his lunch break, he doesn't go with the other teachers because he's, like, a weirdo and he's antisocial. And he pulls out his lunch from his desk, and he's just calling his dad. And I'm like, that's wholesome, but I don't think Wilbur would do this every day.
1: No, probably not. I'm sure he has coworkers that he'd be willing to talk to, yeah, or he's even too if
0: social to like only talk to his dad on the phone. And like, I don't know. Neil's like 50, 60 here, and then Wilbur's hmm. like 30s, and it's like at some point when Neil would Neil be like don't you have a life son oh my gosh <laughs>
1: son don't you have like uh, anyway, other people little... to talk
0: to yeah I mean that, that interpretation was a little exaggerated and then uh, that same author has some other ones like uh, the implication being that Wilbur is gonna like fall in love with his rival cause it's, it, his, his rival is like some girl who's like also rich but she's mm-hmm. rich in a bad way and Wilbur's rich in a good way <laughs>
3: Yeah,
2: that's a good way to to think of it.
0: Throughout uh, the fandom is that like Wilbur has a rivalry with some kids at school and he doesn't get along with other bajillionaire children. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm just like, I mean, it's totally possible that there are people he doesn't get along with, but like Mm -hmm. the idea that Wilbur is somehow different than other children of celebrities, billionaires, and politicians It's kind of laughable. Like I don't like even just like looking at them. Like there's nothing that really differentiates them from most teens in general, let alone most rich teens. So I'm just like, where where does this idea come from that there are good rich people and bad rich people?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It seems a little. It does seem a little weird.
0: It's it's a bit of Marxism bleeding in, but like being rich is just a class and it's it's itself there's no such thing as a good thing anyway <laughs> <laughs> um uh, but yeah in that one wilbur he he kind of has an adult romance like oh the point of that was it was a high school reunion I oh that.
1: that's a funny setting that's a fun setting
0: yeah, has a lot of potential, but I think this author sees Wilbur as like really antisocial, and I'm like, I don't quite see that, because like, Wilbur is interacting with other people, and they're like, "Oh, you're still a weirdo, but you're, you're famous," and I'm like, he was famous when he was a kid. He's actually less famous now because he's a history teacher. I don't hmm. know. Anyway, what are what are your opinions and thoughts, man? Well, I know you have so many. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You're I mean, like, you're, I can feel you like brimming with all of your thoughts.
1: <laughs> well, I it I think it's funny because um, one of the most interesting things to me about Wilbur, at least considering all the fics that I've read, is that um, he's a very malleable character within the fandom. Like,
0: yeah, I think he's the
1: character that has one of the most different, like each fic. Like there's so many different takes that people have about him, and so many different like
0: positions yeah. that he occupies I think in the story. Per- a lot of characters, you either just don't have enough information, mm-hmm. or people just kind of don't get it. But they, mm-hmm. they some somehow manage for almost all the characters to portray that character. I can't say in a wrong way because there's no wrong way, there's no right way, but mm-hmm. in a way that I don't like. Yeah. In the same way. And I'm like, guys. <laughs> because, like, let's just run through them. Franny's, like, superficial and very feminine and kind of, mm-hmm. like, angry all the time. Mm-hmm. And then Neil has, like, zero social skills and he's, like, an awkward nerd. And then he grows up to be, like, a giant asshole
2: <laughs> with nice. also no
0: social skills. Yeah, And uh, I'm trying to think of other ones. I mean those are the major ones. I think Carl is fine mm-hmm. he's he's just fine. I think that's oh and then there's goob i don't I don't think we have the time to st- to talk about goob honestly no um but but compared to Wilbur, who has like so many different faces as we've already established.
3: Yeah. And I
0: think that's kind of part of the reason why I kind of like I I acknowledge that he's like a an automatically interesting character because of his personality. Yeah. But I think he's just such a like he's like too easy. You know what I mean? Mm. He's too easy to like and I feel like he's kind of lacking in something special. Gotcha. Like, he's a very generic class clown kind of character that uh, people know is going to appeal to, like, a ton of people. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah, and I mean, you know, this is a Disney movie, so to some some extent, like, Lewis, both Lewis and Wilbur in the movies are very archly drawn, or at least it's, you know, you can pin their archetype very easily, and you can do that with most of the other characters, too. Um, Yeah, but
0: this character, specifically, you see it a lot in fandom, Mm. to the point where fandom is going to change characters who aren't like that into that,
2: Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So
0: it's like, basically, it's like the charismatic class clown character. Yeah. And... Like I just kind of feel like no one's no one's willing to take it a step farther, and I'm just kind of bored.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think I think the thing uh, that people or that I would that I like or that I would like Mm -hmm. with Wilbur is like kind of you know going in going into the depth, adding a little more depth to him because yeah, I think a lot of people. Do just kind of stick to the surface level stuff that you see from the movie, which is which isn't a bad foundation, but there are different things you can do with him um
2: right
0: yeah, yeah let's let's maybe talk more about like our perception of oh our our ideal Wilbur, <laughs> sure versus fandom Wilbur because we've already talked about fandom Wilbur unless we want to talk more about him, so
1: one other thing that I've noticed too, um is that. The way Wilbur acts tends to conform to what the story is trying to do in a lot of ways. So, for example, in stories Mm. where Wilbur has a love interest and the love interest is an OC and you can, and the OC is, well, there's no proof of this. There's, you know, it looks like a self-insert. Typically in those fics, Wilbur tends to be, like, sometimes he, they try to keep him pretty characteristic but i've also seen instances where he he's a like he tends to be like a you know basic like boyfriend kind of archetype more than anything else
0: that's that's in an ideal universe Alyssa. sometimes he's not even that
1: oh yeah no sometimes a lot of times it ends up like yeah a lot of times it ends up where he's (coughs) excuse me
3: um
1: i think I think that, like, a lot of times he tends to be just kind of, um, I don't know, kind of like, or or what I'll see a lot of times is, like, how he is in the movie, but, like, dialed up to mm-hmm. ten. People will do that a lot, too.
0: Um, yeah, they either kind of dilute him, or they over-exaggerate, like, one thing that he said in the movie, like, one time.
3: <laughs> yeah. Or
0: they, they kind of do both, and it's the worst. Yeah, because, like, okay, if we take Team Future for example,
2: Uh Team Future
0: falls uh pretty squarely into the immature Wilbur category. Yes, as well as the weird sex god category. Yeah, because of uh, teenage Wilbur. But Wilbur, Mm -hmm. the likable Wilbur, relatively speaking, he's he's only got one thing. He's like obsessed with comic books. Yeah and he's kind of an antisocial geek. Yeah. Which is fine, but he's not he doesn't have like friends or social skills. And I'm like, That's, that does that doesn't mesh with what we saw in the movie? And it's kind yeah. of like underselling his potential quite a bit cuz he's not really involved cuz in a lot of the story like, you know, Violet's the brains and Wilder's goofing off in the corner in the library and I'm-
1: yeah. Yeah, and like I don't know, I I've always sort of figured that in a school environment Wilbur would be not necessarily a popular kid in the arch sense, but definitely the kind of person who has maybe not a lot of friends, but like or close friends I mean, but like he gets mm-hmm. along with most everybody like
2: you know, yeah, he's able to like
0: relate to people. Everybody, but he doesn't belong to a clique. But he gets along yeah, like, with all of like the Yeah, like like he like
1: like no one. Very few like cliques. If people oh. hate hate, I'm sure he has people who hate him, but like probably not for any like super personal reasons or. Yeah, and like
0: also he, he's he's probably well liked enough for their hatred of him to either be like very strong because it's countercultural, or to just be kind of like politely suppressed. Yeah. Because he's, he's, like, part of a powerful family. It's like hating Kylie Jenner, you know?
3: Yeah.
2: Oh,
1: oh gosh. Whoa, sorry. Hold on. I have something in my eye.
0: Oh. <laughs> she's in <tight laughs> to your <laughs> eye.
1: <laughs> sorry. Oh, jeez. All right. All right, we're okay now. Oh, get
0: um, some saline yeah. if you need some.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, um... What was I going to say? My
0: eye distracted me. <laughs> uh, we're talking about Wilbur in high school. Does he have rivals? Does he have right. Yeah, so... We're both on the same page that he's hes kind of a loner. And that he yeah. doesn't, like, officially belong to a group. Mm-hmm. But he definitely is, like, you know, emotionally and psychologically equipped to have friends and acquaintances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially no, I. In high school, where it's like super easy. To
1: yeah. And friends. I guess to some degree, I think the problem or one of the reasons why there's so much like um, discrepancies, maybe, with how Wilbur is portrayed when he interacts with peers is mostly because we don't see him interact with any peers in the movie. He's only interacting with his family. So a lot of yeah, how he acts in that environment say, is up to yeah. interpretation.
0: Yeah, our closest idea of how he interacts with his peers is how he interacts with Carl and Lewis. Yes, and they're both his family, so it's kind of skewed. So Carl was like his babysitter slash older brother that he grew up with, mm-hmm. and Lewis is a kid, but he's also his father. So it's like it's clear that he's probably acting a little weirder around Lewis than he would if Lewis was just some kid. Yeah, I kind of
1: headcanon, if I'm allowed to use that word, that go Uh, ahead that that uh part of that lewis i mean that wilbur kind of exaggerates a bit when he's with lewis like you know when you first see him he's like pretending to be some secret agent spy guy so to me i read that as him trying to a little bit trying to like be the adult in the room or be kind of cool in front of his dad to like
0: yeah i think he's trying real hard and he's just kind of like shy or nervous and he just feels weird about being the one who knows more than his dad in the moment yeah it's like uh i'm a cop you gotta listen to me
1: (laughs) yeah like one of like i think one of um to me at least i'd say probably one of his big flaws would be like um unearned confidence is what i've always used to like describe wilbur and how he sort of does things like
0: i feel like I'm he's just like nodding aggressively
1: yeah like i think he's the kind of guy who like if he makes a mistake he's like ah i meant to do that or like oh yeah i'm so good at this <laughs> like like that's the kind of attitude yeah, he has.
0: His mistakes
1: yeah so i i Unless don't really something see serious
0: him. but like for the most part he doesn't really feel i mean he wasn't taught to feel like the same kind of shame that I think a lot of us feel when we make a mistake. Yeah. That's one factor. Yes. And then the other factor is that even when he does feel, like, guilty about a mistake, his way of coping is just to be like, eh, no big deal. I'm the greatest.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, to me... Also, there is
0: a bit of only child syndrome thrown in there. Oh, yeah. bringing definitely. out all the psychology. <laughs> definitely.
1: Um, yeah, so i think to me if there's one thing that i always try to look for in a good wilbur it's that element it's that unearned confidence and sort of his like like that being kind of the core of his character i guess (laughs) Hmm?
0: but i i always make sure that the unearned confidence doesn't turn into like arrogance and cockiness
1: oh yeah yeah and there's that, a there's um, a line you gotta, like you gotta tread there. With,
0: like a kind of earnest friendliness that wilder has yeah that some six just kind of forget about yeah I. like i don't in future.
1: i don't think his head is that far up his ass but you know but like you know he's looking yeah, up there I think a little the bit.
0: point of his cockiness is that he just kind of wants he just wants everything to be chill and Mm -hmm. everybody to feel good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that was a big part of the movie, mostly because he was trying to cheer up Lewis. but I do kind of see that as something that he probably does on the regs Mm -hmm. in a less exaggerated way.
1: Yeah, I do do think if there's one thing that Wilbur would be with friends, is um, I think he'd definitely be the kind of person who, if one of his friends is upset or something's going on in their life, he'll just like automatically be like, "All right, let's try to like, yeah, it's something. intervention. You know? Yeah, he'll stage the intervention. He'll he won't be afraid. Yeah, he'll like, to, like
0: aggressively show you memes he knows you've laughed at before. <laughs> yeah,
1: <you> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like, I definitely see him as also the kind of person who. If his friend like needed space, he wouldn't automatically mm-hmm. think that that would be what they need. So to again, add a flaw to that.,
0: um. Ooh, yeah, because I think the Robinsons are just not built that way. no <laughs> they they, they want like find a solution right away. They are those kinds of people. Mm-hmm. and that's not always the best strategy in the yeah. real world.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. I'm getting I was getting a little stiff at one point, so I was like, I gotta stretch.
0: Um. Yeah. Yeah. Important.
1: So, but yeah, that's, and I think a lot of times like when I, one of the places where I see like the fix fail is when like um, I don't know, like, like I think people, I mean, I I think sometimes people also don't Give Wilbur enough, like, I guess, emotional intelligence.
0: <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people kind of I've take his. This was... Yeah, yeah. I've it... noticed this with other characters is that whenever they want to make something funny, they just make the person really stupid. Mm. And I know that this works with like slapstick. You know, Charlie Chapman, Mr. Bean. Yeah, yeah. Looney Tunes, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you're dealing with a character who's, like, already established and well-known, you can't just break character in order to make them funny. Right. But what they're going to do is they're just going to make them, like, really, really dumb.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: they're really attached to that in order to make it funny. And I'm like, that's just kind of a cop-out. Like, you need to stay in character and make it funny. Yeah. Like, they can be funny and in character oh. also because I think – I don't know. It's like a bit of a crutch that people rely on sometimes, mm-hmm. and by people, I do mean like the children that write these things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um,
1: yeah, yeah. When I was when I was I in um um, improv comedy. I mean, one of the things that you learn is that a lot of humor is pointing out the absurdity of things, <laughs> or like creating yeah. a situation that's humor like humor
0: is just horror with a punchline, as they say.
1: Yeah. Um so to me like yeah it's, it you, you just um are able to um so so you can have like intelligent characters and and have it be funny um mm-hmm. it's just a different like kind of um yeah, like comedy, the punchlines are different i guess Yeah
0: comedy as i've Talked about with you and with the pot a lot before is like one of the hardest genres, in my opinion. It is, and uh, it's partially because you need to establish absurdity, mm-hmm. and then you need to establish that the absurdity is harmless in order for people to laugh. Because if the absurdity is like horrifying, they're not really gonna laugh, right? But if it's like a harmless absurdity, they're gonna laugh. and when it comes to character comedy it's it's really hard to make that absurdity something that the character something because when people think of absurdity they're like okay maybe it's an absurdity that the character isn't cognizant of Mm. and like self-awareness is a huge sign of intelligence but Mm self-awareness can ruin a joke right so people don't know how to balance that out but like as I said, you can exaggerate self-awareness to the point where that's the comedy, and pe- and this person is so self-aware that they're not actually aware of how much they're overanalyzing things, so that's one thing. And then the mm-hmm. other thing is that a character will always have a blind spot, because it's just human nature, and they'll always yeah. have something that they're not really aware of. Even though they could be really smart and capable in so many other ways, maybe they're just not aware of this one thing. You right.
3: Know? Yeah.
0: Um, And that's that's a huge thing that's missing with Wilbur's character, and a lot of times when they're trying to make him funny, they're like, "Oh, let's just make him baby." Yeah, I love that meme though. I'm baby.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's see. And like, there's so much I I like. I'd want to talk about, but I just I'm trying to think of how I want to. Um, you, you, okay, you question.
0: Just yell it. Uh, <laughs> okay. what?
1: What? Okay, what's the fic with the worst Wilbur characterization you've read, and what's the fic with the best Wilbur characterization you've
0: read? I feel like the worst ones I've like erased from my memory. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to think of the Fair worst, enough. worst. Oh my god, I can't think of it. It's just like it's like a generic character, and then they've slapped Wilbur onto it.
2: And maybe oh, that's they've a lot. I
0: feel like with like an I instead of a U. <laughs> I <Like, laughs> I guess it's just like if you're going in kind of an extreme place
2: mm-hmm.
0: where you're kind of fixating not on Wilbur as a person, but Wilbur as he relates to the rest of his family as well. Like where Wilbur uh, his entire character is just its relationship with Neil. And I'm like, what's his relationship with? What's his relationship with his grandma? Like he has relationships with other people, you guys.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So that peeves me a lot. And then, mm. like I guess when they they lean way too much into making him really immature, mm. either either for the hahas or for just the fact that they kind of can't think of anything else.
1: Mm. Yeah, I'd say that. That's very fair. Um
0: yeah, yeah, I don't know And then if... Okay, yes. yeah, go ahead. Oh I was just let's, gonna say... let's just talk about the bad first and then we'll move on to the good.
1: Yeah. Um uh, I don't I don't know if there's a fic that I'm thinking about specifically that I'm like, oh that was a crappy Wilbur. Um uh maybe
2: well, there was, was The Life and Times,
1: which was just a bad fic overall, and therefore everything Ooh. in it was bad. So uh, that one had a pretty bad Wilbur in it. Um, I but think like Wilbur
0: every- is, like, very resilient and he's very strategic. Mm. So any fic that posits him as, like, 100% helpless is, like, really unbelievable to me. Because I think he's, he's only, he, he's kind of whiny. Yeah. So I can see that, but I can't see him actually being, like, literally helpless in, like, an emergency or something like that. Right. And it just, like, bugs me so much when, like, fix view him as, like, totally incapable of doing stuff. Come on.
1: Yeah. I agree with that. Um... Oh, I guess also, to bring up Team Future again, <laughs> mm-hmm. Team Older Wilbur is, woof.
0: <laughs> like, ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. What, I mean, what a tragedy. Read, if you haven't read that fic or listened to our five-part pod <laughs> on the future, well, last we'll episode was kind of summary if you wanted a quick one. But an even quicker one is that, like, um, so Violet is frozen in time, mm-hmm. but then she also time travels to – so she's frozen in time for, like, 30 years, but then she uses the time machine to travel back four years. So there's, like – Multiple timelines, but in the worst possible way. And basically, uh, Wilbur, who's like 13 years old, but he acts like a baby, Mm -hmm. interacting with Wilbur, who's like 15 years old? Yeah. 16? And 16-year-old Wilbur is like the complete opposite of younger Wilbur. He's like a jock, who's like very arrogant. Mm Mm-hmm. And... That's like his only personality trait. Also, he hates his little sister because he's. That's it.
1: Yeah. Uh. He's just. Yeah. It's just. It's just like. Really. Uh. It's just really, really unfortunate. It's like the worst. One of the worst ones. Cause it's just. and it's so long you get two
0: wolver's you get two very wrong interpretations of wolver yeah in spite of i think it's just very frustrating because there are times where it's like they almost get it but they don't really get it
1: yeah sorry if you hear hear a lot of moving in the background um i was just adjusting the mic okay but that was like the first one that i thought of um Ooh, oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. I keep yawning. <laughs> my apologies. It's uh, but yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of the other ones that I think that have bad Wilbur things aren't, like, particularly noteworthy, so I won't bother bringing well, any Oh,
0: another, up. oh, okay. Well, we, one Wilbur that we haven't really talked as much about is emo Wilbur.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. I've seen a lot of Wilburs where it gets, like, unnecessarily dark. Mm. Where he's, you know, like suicidal,
3: yeah,
0: and self harming, and it's like, it it feels very melodramatic the way the story sets it up because, yeah, they, they haven't established really the motivation, mm. so it's like, are you using self harm as the trope?
1: Yeah, yeah, you gotta, yeah, that that's, um, there's a lot of ways in which, um that can uh, backfire (laughs) if you're not careful. Um,
0: Yeah, I mean, tone is important.
1: Oh, definitely. Very
0: important. And, yeah, people are really leaning into, because I do think Wilbur does have kind of an an inferiority complex about uh, his dad's success and how, like, big a role that Neil plays in his life. Especially Mm -hmm judging by the way he acts around Lewis, and then he's like, oh, my dad's just a person. Oh, my God. Right. Cool. Like, he kind of didn't realize that until the end of the movie. Right. So I kind of see that. Yeah. So I do see an inkling of that, but I think people are are a little too willing to over-exaggerate that to the point where that's... The only Mm. thing about his character is that Wilbur is uh, intimidated by his father, and he feels like he's always in his shadow. hmm And it's like, again, I'm pointing out Wilbur grew up with a huge family, not a nuclear type deal. Mm
2: -hmm. So
0: he's not really just around his two parents. He's around like dozens of aunts and uncles, yeah, and grandmas and, and stuff. So, like, yes, he would grow up to idolize his father to an extent, but not that high because his father isn't the only authority in his life. And he's, and it's not like he's his only caretaker, you
1: know. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with that Sorry. take. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Oof. Um. Yeah, I I would agree that that's that's a pretty that's one of the things that's like rough about people exploring Wilbur's Wilbur in like that kind of kind of setting, or that kind yeah, of yeah, and it's um, just
0: really flat like Neil and Wilbur's relationship, which, as as many of us have voiced before, it would have been nice to see that in the movie. But it's okay; we can just guess, I guess. But like, mistakes <laughs> are bad at guessing.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. Um. So then, uh, what about like good representations of Wilbur that we've read?
0: Be yeah. positive and everything. Well, the first one pops in the mind is you. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. Yeah, I think you have a really well-rounded Wilbur. Uh, I try. I think, I think honestly, it's like the smartest Wilbur.
2: <laughs> I have a That's
0: really cool. hard think... time.
1: Like, I'll, I'll be, Good. I'll be honest. I have a very hard I've time writing dumb
0: characters. So, but yeah, um, I think you need. I think occasionally you do need to dumb them down a bit. Honestly. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's just but because i'm so smart i'm just kidding uh yeah because yeah, I, I feel like sometimes when i read it and i'm like oh well there's like too mature here <laughs> <laughs> let's, yeah let's bring back some of the silly like it's it's you're like the only one so so you have a special
1: uh yeah my problems problem. are special but yeah yeah
0: um, but like it's a very minor problem because like it's like a very compelling Wilbur who has like a lot of depth to him, you know. And you, you've added like okay, this is this is cheating because I've seen like some works in progress, but you've added stuff like a pet lizard.
3: Oh yeah, yep,
1: I have. Mhm. I I always mm-hmm. forget about that. Uh, that I gave him a yeah. pet lizard. But like, I just it just makes sense to me. Like, if he feels like the kind of guy who has a bearded dragon, probably in his bedroom. I literally
0: never thought of that. I have um. seen a fig where he has a pet rock that eats like junk, which is adorable.
1: Yeah. I think that was one of the Prozac Fairy's short stories. Yeah, I really yeah. like
0: the Prozac Fairy. So yeah, so there's there's Alyssa aka the Rational Dove. <laughs> yeah. And then Prozac Fairy's pretty good at, at depicting both Young Wilbur and Teen Wilbur because I think Prozac Fairy also works with kids and one really Distinctive thing in one of her fix is that, um, at one point, because Wilbur's at like public school at uh preschool, one of those, yeah. And he's, I don't know, the teacher mentions like that he, he talks too loud, and I'm like, that's such a good detail because yeah. like his house is huge, so he would in fact have to like yell to get other people's attention, right? It makes so much sense, yeah. Also, only child syndrome.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, he... Um, yeah, I think I was going to also put out the Prozac fairy as, like, uh, one author who I think handles Wilbur really well. Um, we haven't talked yeah, about... <clears throat>
0: especially especially uh, teen Wilbur, too, because, like, uh, I think, like, they handle, like, his flaws and his strengths really well because he's, like, mm-hmm. silly and charming, but sometimes he doesn't... He kind of takes it too far. Yeah. Or, Mm-hmm. And he's
1: gay in that one. That's nice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was actually gonna be we'll
0: tackle dating advice one
1: day. Yeah, dating advice is definitely on our like immediate pick yeah. review shortlist because it's a good one. Honestly, um, I have scary. issues with it, but it's it's all, all overall it's fairly yeah, solid.
0: They they definitely rushed the end this, like, mm-hmm. and some flaws, but you know, you know, it's. It's that emoji where they're pinching their fingers <laughs> into a circle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah. I I do think that the project fairy does have a pretty, and I think it helps that she, I think, Are her pronoun she. I don't
0: know. Okay, I will we go for stop to they offenses, then. They. but yeah. they
1: um, they uh have, I uh, you can tell that they. Were older when they wrote some of the fix than a lot of the fandom, yeah, so definitely. I think that ref- not that like younger authors are incapable or anything like that, but I think it it spoke to a different sensibility. I think
0: it's just way harder when you're younger. You have less experience to pull from, yeah, and you don't use the way that you interact and the way totally different. But it's like it's valid, mm-hmm. but it's different, and thus it makes writing older characters way harder because yeah. I'm just like thinking back to my older writing and I'm... that's like not the same not mm. the same at all
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah I would and agree because with that, that. Theory, I think they were the ones who wrote a fic that I didn't quite love but I didn't hate it it was a fic where Wilbur so he's in college mm-hmm. and also he's dating someone named because it's yes. such a weird hippie name yeah and he uh he just kind of like vanishes, he like just like drops out, he stops talking to his family, and then he gets really depressed, and then he's like in the hospital at that point he's oh so my bad, God, I think, yeah, um, it doesn't go dark unnecessarily, so that's nice oh that's but good it's it's kind of exaggerating a bit of angst, maybe, mm. I don't know. I feel like when Wilbur deals with negative emotions, he just kind of likes to hide them. So... Yeah. It would probably have to get to, like, a very high level of stress for him to, like, willingly show that to everybody. Mm -hmm. So, on that level, I found it just kind of a little unbelievable.
2: Mm.
0: Because basically the... I I can't remember everything from the six of the was basically saying that he was like stressed because of school and some other factors, and I'm like, that right. mm, doesn't sound like a, a proper justification, especially coming from Wilbur, who handles stress by like faking it till he's making it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I I have seen people use Wilbur as like a self, like self. Um, it's not as common as like just adding an OC, but I do think there are some fix where I've seen people use Welber as a mm-hmm. stand-in for them and working through problems that they have. Um, yeah, I think definitely. one of the most worrying fix that was an example of that was... let me find it. No, that's the wrong way. Hold on. scrolling Just casually scrolling through my 21-page notes here. <laughs> uh, I know what fic it is just gotta find it yeah okay so there's this one author secret window one that we've kind of t- talked about incidentally when we talked about doris returns um but she wrote a fic where basically uh wilbur is uh in a in an abusive household and neil is not the best parent um
0: yeah people exaggerate um The relationship between Wilbur and Neil, because the the only times we've seen Wilbur and Neil interact with each other is after Wilbur, like, caused a gigantic disaster and brought a dinosaur, as well as his father's younger self, home. Yeah. And he's getting grounded. So, like, obviously Neil's going to be mad at him. Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that represents the totality of their relationship,
3: Mm -hmm.
0: and that doesn't mean that every interaction that they have with each other is exactly like that, but I think there's kind of an assumption when you're seeing the movie, like, oh, Wilbur's always getting into trouble, Mm
2: -hmm. and Neil's
0: always just, like, fed up with him. Yeah. You can extrapolate from that an abusive relationship, which, you know, I can see merit in a story that's well written like that mm-hmm. but just based off of canon that's not what I'm getting from their relationship at all
1: yeah, yeah me neither and personally I think because of the way the fic was written and because of how like different the character interpretations were it really felt less like a fanfic and more like secret window was using a fanfic as a way to um you know work through some things i obviously don't know if that's true or not i don't know this person i don't know what their
0: life is like but uh
1: it's just that's just how it came across to me so can you
0: can you tell us what were the signs Alyssa? well i guess it's
1: just that like the way Neil's—I mean, we didn't—we never saw anything that Neil ever did. Just like hints that he was angry, and uh, possibly spanked Wilbur, um, mm-hmm. and that that was like a big stressor on his life, and to the point where he—he he read a poem. He wrote a poem. The fix big climaxes. He writes a poem and then presents it to the rest of the class, and it's about Neil and how shitty he is basically (laughs) and he reads them while his parents just like to everyone like to to, like all the parents are in to like talk about like as a present like as for this presentation because it's all like the parents are watching their kids and he's just like basically outing Neil as an abuser like in front of everyone which you know bold and and I, I mean it's it's weird because the, there's no like big in, big reaction to this from like the other mm. parents it's just like he does it oh, to no. try and get Neil to understand that he doesn't like it when Neil is angry <laughs> and Neil's like oh okay God. son we'll work on this and that's how it ends basically <sighs> and I don't know it's just it's hard to explain it's been a while since I've read the fix so I'd have to reread it yeah, to really know
0: but specific. And none of this seems pulled from the movie. So yeah. it has to come from somewhere.
1: Yeah, like, it it was, there was not, like, the characterizations and the way that the care all of the characters acted, it wasn't just, like, it was Neil or Will. Like, oh, all boy. of them acted so differently that I just kind of was like, it feels like this is a personal story and not a fanfic, really. So, uh, oh. Secret Window One, if you're listening, uh, we hope you're in a better place now. Um... Assuming that yeah, this fic I is mean, pulling
0: from real life, you know, we're we're judging it from uh, a literary point of view, but in terms of like psychology and stuff, storytelling mm. and story writing is a really good way to work it, to be... oh, yeah, sorry, something in my mouth, issues that you have. Mm. It's like a really good coping mechanism for a lot of people.
2: So yeah. we're not
0: dissing that, you know. But as a reader, it's a little bit. It is a little
1: weird. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm like, concerned. I don't think that that interpretation of Neil is, like, unfounded. It's just more that, like, like I said, it just didn't feel like it was someone trying to take a concept and sort of write it. It was felt more like, like I said. like Yeah, a,
0: this is very, this is taking it to a whole different place. Like, it's mm, not even yeah. an exaggeration of what was in the movie. It's totally different.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, although
0: in the movie, Wilbur's constantly talking about his father's going to kill him, and it's like, that's that's just an expression. Yeah. But I, th- I feel like some people may have taken that literally. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, it, this is an extraordinary circumstance because of the time machine. Like, don't your parents have, like, something they're working on that they
3: touch, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay, so... Uh, yeah other thing now, the thing I wanted
1: to talk about next was gay.
0: <laughs> is Wilbur gay? Is he... Question, mark, question Is he question mark, question mark, question a gay? Is he a gay? I mean, he has cuffed gay. He does. <laughs> That's all you need to know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so, so I wanted to talk briefly <laughs> about interpretations of Wilbur's sexuality, basically. Um, so the vast yeah. majority of fanfic I guess either don't touch it or we assume he's straight. Um is how most fics It
0: depends on when it was written because I, Yeah. I think most recent works lean a lot heavier into um the rainbow road if you will.
1: Yes, definitely. Um I would say early fanfic 2007-2008 mo- vast majority of fics had Wilbur as just default straight, you know. And like I said, it yeah, didn't, they were, didn't even they touch
0: uncomfortable it. They were to, they were too uncomfortable to explore that. And maybe it's like, it just didn't really occur to them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, I think it was less like, we think he is straight as more as just, we're not even it's thinking like, about that possibility. why would you think
0: he's gay? Why would you bring homosexuality into fan fiction? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm sure at some point we're going to do a deeper dive into sexuality and especially especially like lgbtq stuff in the meet the robinson's fan fiction universe because it's uh i think it's a little different than a lot of other fandoms even that i was reading at the time so um Mm -hmm. i would like to talk about it just overall
0: because it's such a family oriented movie slash franchise Mm -hmm. people are more reluctant to include elements that they see as basically existing outside of nuclear family values. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, that's incorrect, but it does have, like, historical roots in Mm -hmm. that it's kind of, it makes, like, historical sense to interpret interpret it that way. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like, you know, the two can coexist, basically.
1: Right. And, like, you know, if you're gonna be a real stickler about it, you could make the argument that, like, the creators of the movie probably well, I don't even think they probably even thought much about Wilbur's dating life,
0: <laughs> so yeah, that's 100% not something that crossed their minds because they don't see Wilbur as a heartthrob, they just see him as like, Oh, let's make this kid even weirder,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, there's mostly these are adults <laughs> like creating, de- creating this character,
0: so in like, their mind yeah, so like they're, they're in thinking the about him as interpretation, yeah, sorry, basically. Yeah, no, yeah, you're okay,
1: yeah, yeah. um, but. Yeah, yeah. But but um so so to some extent I could see someone arguing that well the creators probably didn't imagine him under the under the rainbow umbrella Uh, if you will
0: it's it's under the gigantic eyes and ears of the Walt Disney Corporation that's very true. The Walt Disney Corporation are not fans of gay people point blank.
1: (laughs) Yeah yeah so so even if there was that idea floating around it probably wouldn't have ever really seen the light of day especially with a kid character yeah, literally
0: He's only, only 13. literally only now where there's like a huge support for lgbtq rights and there's a like huge demand for it only now are they including stuff because i noticed in the toy story 3 there, there were like two moms yeah the yes like, there was yeah that's that's disney's version of gay rights yeah 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 and they i have like no they have no lines or names or anything—they're just like there in the background. Yeah,
1: <laughs> okay. yeah. So, so the reason why I'm bringing it up is because, at least in my experience, um, I've I <laughs> the way I've been able to track like how gay rights have progressed in the past like thirteen years has been through reading all this fanfic because like two thousand three, 2007, seven, two thousand eight, there was like only how many fics have I read? In that time period that have Gay Wilbur, like three of them by three different authors. <laughs> one of the one of them, there's one called there's one uh, by McGannetree that has Wilbur dating a guy who's not who's not Lewis. Uh Onosi. Thank God. I'm only I'm only considering the ones that are non time fix. We're not considering time zest in this evaluation just because I think time cest is a little different, it's a different case a bit. Um, if we were including time sets, then there definitely was a larger presence in, of slash, if I'm to use that term, in, in the fandom at the time. But, um, to me, like, um, uh, I, I was looking more into, for, cause, so to me, um, people who were writing
0: wilbur dating a guy who, oh, outside of that wait you cut out oh i did oh no what <laughs> did you uh, i wait, mean wait, wait. i didn't say anything i was just like waiting for you
2: to oh well, no I, say, I can't remember what oh, I oh no
1: but anyway, i'm so sorry important, i guess so uh <laughs> i don't know when you cut out but um what i was trying to say was um I'm not, when I'm saying, like, there's only three people who've ever written gay Wilbur, it's, I'm not including Time Cest in that, just because I think Time Cest is a bit different. I think it's, I don't necessarily feel like it was written with the idea of making Wilbur gay, necessarily. Uh, That's Um, just an assumption, though. Maybe, maybe it is, but.
0: Yeah, what I was saying is that Time Cest is too big of an issue For this episode, we got to unpack it in a whole. Oh, yeah. Episode Mm -hmm. agreed because I think arguably, time set fix are an effort to explore Wilbur's sexuality with a character that he's actually canonically interacted with. Yes. By just kind of ignoring the family relation, that's one thing, and then the other thing is that the family relation is the actual appeal, and then therefore less about gay rights and more about you. Just
3: being weird, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I
0: guess.
1: Yeah, time since occupies a very uh, weird. Anyway, we, we can't get into that.
0: No, no, no we're
1: not going. It's we're not weird, going to. Right, so yeah, for the yeah. time being, I'm only going to focus on the ones where Wilbur, uh, yeah, and the, is dating an OC who's a guy, and there's only like a That's couple fixes. One hundred percent valid. <laughs> uh, that are um, that were at least published in the early days that exist, and those are by Megania Tree. There's like two of those. There's another one by Poxmaster, and then there was Dating Advice by Prozac Fairy, where Wilbur is- that's the only one yeah. I know of where he's bi. All the other that's, ones, it's like, he's just dating a guy, so you don't really know if it's, you know, but mm-hmm. we, that's we the one where he's, he's actually just straight up bi, sexual. And I even think she uses the, that word in the fix. so that's, um- That's cool. So we we appreciate that, um- that fic is a little weird when they're dating when he's dating the guy because they go a lot they spend a lot of time talking about like gay rights in that specific
0: Yeah, it's very clear that uh the, the gay scene was very different than than it is now.
2: Yeah. And
0: part of if if we're gonna get, you know, technical, part of the reason why gay rights just took like 60 bajillion steps backwards in the 2000s was because of the AIDS crisis in the 80s and the Reagan era and the war on drugs. That's a big thing. Mm -hmm. And just the sort of hyper-conservative movement that happened in the 80s, but like especially the AIDS
2: Mm -hmm. crisis
0: was one thing. And like... I I still feel like I don't know enough about the AIDS crisis. Mm-hmm. Especially considering how like major it was. Yeah. Like so so many people were lost to AIDS. Mm-hmm. Like so much history and culture is just like because uh in the 80s they were just like literally ignoring it because it was like conveniently wiping out uh a marginalized community that they thought was undesirable, they're just like oh that's that's karma, like yeah, it's very reminiscent of recent events, <laughs>
1: yeah, but anyways,
0: so that's one uh, the conservatism in the eighties made crisis that's a big reason why gay rights were the way that they were in the two thousand, mm-hmm. and why the two in the two we thousand were obsessed with cleanliness, yeah. And heterosexuality and it's also kind of why the world brought us glee which I think at least for me and a lot of my peers that was like those, those the extent of gay representation mm-hmm. in popular culture there's mm-hmm. also like the L-, L word in the 90s but no one watches that so <laughs> No offense to L-Word fans. Yeah. anyways, um, all this to say is that by 2007, that was kind of the attitude that like gay people were just kind of this outlier mm -hmm. to the, the wholesome norm that was heterosexuality. And it was like, especially like, emphasized in something like a Disney movie that emphasizes family. Mm-hmm. You'll see in the comments of like reviews and stuff that people get really mad.
1: Oh yeah. Like, well,
0: there's not gay. Yeah, like I was going to say like, that like can't say he's not gay. The real... you don't know him. <laughs> right. He's not to me real. the real
1: the real sign of of like change was when I would read these old fics versus the landscape of fix now in, mm-hmm. in the, in the, well, at the time, the yeah, 2010s. Over is
0: overwhelmingly not straight. And, it's, and you love to see it.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't know, like most of the fix I've seen of him have him like, I mean, there's a lot of fix of him dating Hiro Hamada from Big Hero 6. Mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. And like, so like, for example, like a lot of these other Wilbur dating an OC fix, um, when I looked at the comments, there'd be tons of, not tons of people, because t- they typically didn't get a lot of eyes to begin with, but even when they did get a lot of eye, they get, get eyes, many people, or at least, like, a good amount of the reviews that were left on those fix had, like, even if they weren't, like, flames, they did, were they were, like, hey, like, uh, if Wilbur's gay, could you, like, make a note on it so that people know because like this should be something you disclose because like yeah could you add a
0: trigger warning yeah exactly that kind of that
1: kind of they didn't use the word term trigger warning but like that kind of attitude was like kind of they kind of were were, i guess they kind of approached it as if they it was like a mature fic and they were like oh my god you know (laughs) like why'd you
0: put this in here um yeah because uh gayness is incongruent with like wholesome family values. Yeah, it's actually more associated with like sexual deviance.
3: Hmm.
1: Yeah, and so, so, and so, like obviously, like the time cest fix would get those kinds of comments too. But because it's time cest, and because they're it, you know it's incest, I think people it's a lot easier to sort of hide your homophobia behind like reason reasonable complaints whereas in those fics where that's not an uh, element actually that just comes to the surface hang on. so what i was building up to was the fact that like so you have in 2007 you have fix where wilbur is gay and then people are writing in like hey i have a problem with this <laughs> then
3: fast forward 10 yeah. years later they're,
0: they're, tr- they're, they're trying to be like so reasonable too it's like oh it's, it's like your
3: neighbor who's like
0: oh I'm so sorry you're being kind of loud yeah yeah they're like I'm so
1: sorry but I hate gay people yeah yes (laughs) yeah exactly um and then I uh so fast forward 10 years later and you have and I and I and I write my fic where I have a very incidental mention of Wilbur's dating a guy and I get no angry comments about it at all. Now, of course, it's, yeah. my story wasn't focused on that, but um, and even I even had a, someone comment being like, "Wow, it's really nice seeing Gay Wilbur." And it's like, yeah. So, oh, yeah,
2: um,
1: yeah. so I just to me, and I mean, I obviously I'd I'd say that my fic has gotten a total more eyeballs on it than the fix that I mentioned back in two thousand seven did mm-hmm. at the time at least yeah, so looking we, at the we really did weed out though. the haters
0: yeah but and I do want to talk about uh, the fact that even back then a lot of people interpreted Wilbur as gay and oh, I think yeah. part of it is because of his flamboyancy and his like weirdness mm. because no one interprets Lewis as gay no, no one <laughs> some people interpret him as trans but that's you know he's like a straight trans Right. You know, like... Yeah. Like, if if, if Lewis were gay or bi, he, like, as I always say, if Lewis were gay or bi, that would have to be a completely different universe, and his personality would have to be, like, at least a tiny bit different. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and yeah, I guess to some degree it could be... I could see someone, you know, pointing out that, like, it is stereotypical to assume that, like someone like Wilbur is gay, whereas like someone like Lewis yeah, is straight. Yeah, I think
0: part of it is the stereotype, <laughs> because Lewis is, even though Lewis is kind of a weirdo, people don't really see him as a weirdo, especially next to Wilbur. Oh, They're yeah. like, oh, mm-hmm. he's he's the straight man in, in a comedy sense, but yes. then Leslie also in a sexuality sense.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't really work that way, but like, Lewis just looks like someone who's not secure enough to really evaluate his sexuality in any meaningful way anyways. <laughs> yeah. So in that sense, yeah, I kind of see it.
1: Yeah, and but I like, mean, Lewis. hey, if someone out there has a really good, interesting argument slash story slash take yeah. about Lewis being somewhere in the LGBTQ Yeah, it could cure. totally yeah. be
0: done. You know, I'm totally all for it. could totally be done in, like, a really... A really well written way mm-hmm. that's super persuasive,
3: yeah.
0: And you don't really have to change much about Lewis's character at all
2: because
0: yeah. why not? But in my experience, I have not seen that,
2: yeah. So it's just like
0: okay, we- we've all agreed he's straight, then I guess,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it, but like I'd be eager to see it. Um,
0: yeah, once more, we are excluding time fix. From the oh, yes. I agree.
1: <laughs> uh man. At some point we'll yeah. get there. Not today, but it'll happen someday. Anyway. Um, but anyway, my the real reason so again, the reason why I'm bringing it up is just because AI thought it was it's so interesting to see the difference, even just in ten years, between um something that was written in two thousand seven versus something that was written in twenty seventeen and yeah. even and beyond. Um Yeah. And I also, um, I mean, I, mo- pretty much all of the fics that I've written, at least in the present, can't really say the same about me writing back in 2008, but um, <laughs> in the present, um, pretty much all my fics, I have Wilbur as uh, bisexual or pansexual interchangeably yeah. used those terms. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, like, even... Even if it doesn't come up, that's kind of how I approach writing him, because that's how I see him. Um, and I yeah, think a lot of people... also
0: the fact that uh, gay rights are probably going to change by the time the world is 13, because yeah. that is, for us, that is in...
2: Yeah.
0: Oh my god, math. 20, 30, that's in 17 years? No. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Oh my god, my math is terrible. All of my math teachers are, like, mad at me now. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, in 17 years, it could go either way because, you know, as I mentioned, progress is not really linear and it's not, like, guaranteed, mm. which I think makes all of us a little complacent. Like, oh, you're from an older generation or you're more conservative, but I'm younger, therefore I'm inherently more Progressive, that's not how it works. The no. oldest gay person is 90 years old, yeah. The oldest gay person alive, I mean, yeah, I think you know, he's like a, a gay man living in London on his electric wheelchair. Oh, um, shout out to him, yeah. Uh, I think his name starts with an O, but you know, mm. I don't want to make assumptions because my memory is terrible. But right, my point being is that by the time that Wilbur is alive and stuff. Gay rights will have changed again. And because we can assume that the future in Wilbur's world is a utopia, we're just going to assume that they got better. Let's mm-hmm. just assume they got better. But mm-hmm. um, so what happens when people gain more rights is that there is less of a need for this marginalized group to be like as reliant upon each other Right, right, because they're not being oppressed as much. So a lot of the things we see now—the the solidarity and pride—and yeah, well, we can't call it nationalism, but there are flags, so why not the gay nationalism? <laughs> um, I think we would see less of that if gay people had more rights, because there was there's less of a necessity for them to be so tightly knit, and a lot of older. Uh, LGBTQ people are pointing this out that this has already happened mm. because uh, well, there were, there were, there were like a lot of conflicts a little bit, but in general they were all kind of you know grouped in together. They're all like bullied in the same way,
3: mm-hmm.
0: so they all kind of banded together a lot more in a way that's a lot less segregated than it is now, where it's like mm-hmm. there's a huge there's like a gigantic line between the lesbians and the bisex and the bisexual women and I'm like, Why?
3: Yeah. Anyway. So um,
0: what we're seeing right now sorry, I'm getting kind of in a whole tangent, but it's yeah. okay. So what we're seeing right now is like uh, a lot, like a huge kind of segregation, not necessarily a bad thing, but not necessarily a good thing. Where like people are, are, are interpreting pride, as a reflection of their own identity, the whole identity politics thing, and especially because mm-hmm. anyway, I have so many thoughts on that. But so the point is, is that Will may not necessarily grow up with that kind of environment at all,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and likewise, he probably won't be the kind of person who like immediately identifies with the only green the way that a lot of people do now mm-hmm. because it's just so normalized and yeah. I've noticed that there are some things where Wilbur like comes out to his parents and I'm wondering whether or not that would even be a thing if given that we're living in a utopia
1: right yeah, I, I, when I say that Wilbur is bi-slash-pan in most of my effects, I don't necessarily know if I think he, like, really... Oh yeah, that wasn't ta-
0: necessarily a response or, like, a counter-argument to what you said.
1: Oh yeah, no, I, I but... figured you were just kind of building building off what yeah. I was saying, so I will build off what yeah. you're saying and say that... Cool. Sort of to reflect on Bob's that, is that when I, I say that he's bi as a way to, like, sort of, i like, sort of explain his sexuality and the briefest terms possible, but
2: um okay. I don't
1: really think he kind of like I don't see him as the type of guy who like owns a bi pride flag, for instance. I think he yeah sort of sees That's his bad. sexuality as kind of more um I don't know what the word is I want to use
0: yeah there it's normalized to the point where people don't feel the need to over identify this is a little <laughs> where people don't feel the need. To to identify with it as a point of uh, rebellion. Yeah. You know? Because it's it's normal. It's like, oh, you're left-handed. Who cares? Right. Yeah, you know? yeah.
1: Like, kind of like that. That's kind of how I see his... It's,
0: like, what's happening right now is a lot of people, like, pride is all about, like, kind of reclaiming it. hmm You know? Because people are so want to demonize sexuality, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, I'm super proud of this.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Haha, take that. But, like, that's not going to be... If we live in a world where uh, heteronormativity has less of a grip on people, it's not really going to be necessary. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So, so for that reason, that's typically how I see uh, Wilbur's sexuality and how he probably sees it. Um...
0: Yeah, I see him as being very casual about it.
1: Yeah. And it's I like ent- oh
0: you bring a girl over one day you bring a guy over one day it's cool
1: yeah just like that's but fine we're you protective. do you man whatever you want to do man
0: um yeah.
1: yeah so I'm I really like I, so that's how I tend to interpret Wilbur's sexuality and um that's all I really wanted to say about it <laughs> um uh but uh what else do we want to talk about Wilbur um Okay, okay. How about this? Um, why don't we list some of our like favorite head cannons that we have, both ones we've seen or ones that we've made up. Okay, that we wanted to to bring up because right. I think that'd be fun.
0: Yeah. Um, a lot of people think he's like left-handed or ambidextrous, and I'm like, that's cool. Oh, why not?
3: I instantly. Oh, okay, okay,
0: have... okay. Question. Sure. Question. Yeah. Um, because well, this is kind of related, but, like, what, a lot of people have Wilbur just kind of either, like, be rebellious, they just knew the exact opposite of Neil, but it's, like, in response to Neil, and mm-hmm. then he does exactly what Neil does, mm-hmm. and he wears glasses, and his hair is wonky, he does some ton of hair gel in it, mm-hmm. and he goes into the pure sciences, the natural sciences, yeah. and... I don't fully see that. Like that could that could be done well, but like, mm-hmm. what's your take on that?
1: So, I, we have talked a little bit about I think previously about um, the idea of Wilbur having some kind of trait from Neil's side of things, um, mm-hmm. i.e., he has messy hair or he needs glasses or something um, because he yeah, resembles. Yeah, which Brandy
0: I'm not so against. Much. That could be cool.
1: And like, I don't, I don't, I think that's a fair headcanon. I think you know, obviously. You get traits from both your mom and your dad, so it makes sense that, like, Wilbur would have something in his physicality that resembles uh, Neil. I mean, for me Mm -hmm. personally, uh, because I, my, like, my, I, my, me and my sister both take more heavily from one side of our family versus the other, I don't necessarily think Wilbur uh, Luber like needs to have a physical trait from Neil. He can just be a spitting image of Franny, and that's totally possible genetically speaking. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm not super really, invested really that, like, in that 50, kind of 50 See that split? again? I talked to People
0: about you. are really, really looking for that fifty-fifty genetic split.
3: Yeah.
0: And they're they get confused. They're like, well, have to be adopted, right? Yeah,
1: like I think. I feel like the one the one thing or the one trait that I could see him that I would personally be okay with having him with with him having is like him needing glasses maybe um mm-hmm. just yeah, because I could see that. like while it is associated with Neil it's not necessarily something that would need to come from Neil really and I and, and it would like make sense that you know, Wilbur would be the type of person who prefer to have contacts in instead of wear glasses. So it's still. I
0: see him as someone who got laser eye surgery because. Oh no... yeah, that's true too. He could have. Well, he can't afford that.
1: He can't um, afford I laser did eye read
0: surgery. Okay. By... Bye. Oh my god, what's her name? Shadow Mistress. And there's some numbers thirteen. Yeah, uh, and they they address the whole glasses thing, and they even address the whole laser eye surgery thing. But in the story, Wilbur's like, no. A laser in my eye? And I'm like, it's it's definitely just the plot point for the story, because mm. the story needs him to have glasses. But I see Wilbur as someone who can't handle glasses at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's also not afraid of technology and therefore... A laser in his eye is like nothing to him because he's like surrounded by lasers already. Yeah. So I don't really, I don't really feel like it's justified. Yeah. But I mean, you know, whatever works for your story, I guess. It just, it just feels a little too transparently a plot device. Because I think, uh, I don't know. Have you ever seen in Arthur when Arthur first gets his glasses, he like hates them, mm-hmm. and he like is actively throwing them out.
2: Oh my and then god. at some point
0: he throws them out the window and it bounces <laughs> on the trampoline and it bounces back into his room. He's like, My glasses are cursed. <laughs> and then he's no, not wearing I haven't his glasses seen that at episode. To the point where the, the, the teachers are calling his parents and they're like, Arthur's not wearing his glasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh and my it's, god. It's become like a whole deal. And I think uh his glasses initially they were like square and he didn't like them and then he got another pair of them around. He's like, Oh I tend not like them. We just... anyway I, I see Wilbur as that kind of guy where it's just like it's, it's like he doesn't want to deal with the glasses it's mm. just, you know you gotta clean them you gotta not scratch them
1: right? you know yeah they're very high and, maintenance
0: yeah I think he's just a little too active and no, no, everybody kind of had cannons but he has like no attention span and I'm like well That makes sense for the whole glasses thing to not be a thing.
3: Yeah.
0: Anyway, so I, I'm pretty much in team laser eye surgery. Yeah,
3: that would be that makes the most sense to me.
0: I I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then there's, okay. Well, also, yeah, back to genetics because I think. Mm-hmm. People are, like, very concerned if both parents aren't somehow reflected in the kid. And it has, I think it has to do with, like, a lot of shipping stuff.
3: Right, yeah. Uh,
0: you see in other fandoms where the kid will look like one parent, but they'll have the eyes of the other parent.
3: Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, like, it's... a
0: perfect formula.
1: Yeah, like, it's okay to have a child be a spitting image of the other of one parent and not really have any... Overwhelming physical resemblance to the yeah, other. It's
0: very realistic, especially because a lot of Neil's traits are recessive, are commonly recessive genes anyway. So like,
1: oh, yeah, yeah. So it would it would be more likely that Wilbur would look like...
0: And, like, if you've seen the Fred Migucci's, like, they all look the same. So it's like, why not? Yeah, and exactly. It, it kind of plays into, like, the original uh, William Joyce stuff, where, like, all of William Joyce's characters... Uh, have black hair and they have the cowlick. Yeah, they have dot eyes, so we don't know what their irises. Right. But anyways, so yeah, I think that's kind of an unrealistic expectation that people kind of impose onto Wilbur rather than that naturally comes from the story. Mm-hmm. And then the question of the science is because uh, I think what Wilbur does as a career is a big, mm. it's like a big point of discussion. For his character so as I mentioned Nerf Herder views him as the historian
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, they write a lot in even their earlier fics where Wilbur has like no skills in science well actually he does have some, rud- he has some rudimentary skills in science and math above his peers
3: mm-hmm. so I think
0: it's like super basic and I don't know the the other students was like dumb as heck. Oh then, my gosh. But anyway, in their in their world, um, Wilbur is like really good at history and English because he's a really good storyteller. And the, mm-hmm. the creative aspect and the storytelling aspect, I can kind of believe. But I think literature and history are still a little bit more academic mm-hmm. and rigid. So well, I think he would lean a little bit even more creative than, like, the humanities, basically. Yeah. I think the only reason that he might be good at history is because he time travels a lot. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that otherwise, would... I don't see him as someone who reads a lot of history or reads a lot of, like, Jane Eyre. Right, yeah. Or, I see know... him as
1: more of a uh, genre fiction buff. Although I guess you could Jackson consider historical fiction lady. genre fiction, but... Typically, it's associated with sci fi fantasy.
0: Oh, yeah, because yeah, I got confused about all the genres that that implies, but that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, so Nerf Herder sees him as like a history nerd, and you know, if you investigate Nerf Herder's account, you'll see that they are kind of very passionate about uh, the Civil War and Civil War reenactment, and no. Oh. They I don't know what that means. Oh, uh, question, so... question mark, question mark. So... But he but the person oh. is really into just history. There's they even have fanfic of history on their Man. account. Yeah. So they're, that they're might they're be into
1: some uh, some 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 uh what, what's the word? Projection there.
0: Oh, yeah, I think there's a lot of projection. Oh, okay, next thing I want to talk about. We still have to talk about career stuff.
3: Sorry. Right, Oh, my God,
0: too much to talk about. But, yeah, so that person characterizes Wilbur as kind of an academic history nerd, and then he grows up being a high school teacher. And Mm -hmm. so on one hand, I do see Wilbur as someone who, like, enjoys interacting with teens, and he's really good at it. Yeah. So in that sense, I could see him as being one of those rule-breaking social workers and rule-breaking teachers or whatever, you know? Yeah. But even then, I think it's still kind of a stretch because I feel like Wilbur is so much more creative than that. Even though he's very social, Mm
2: -hmm. and even
0: though I think he could be a very good storyteller, I don't see him working in academia. Yeah, me neither. His character, he's a little too zany for that. (laughs) And then, so moving on to another career, so there's uh, the idea that Wilbur goes into, like, natural sciences, like, just straight up. A lot of people, like, see him as an Mm astronomer-type deal. How do you feel
1: Um, about that? So I, well, you already know what I headcanon his career path to be, but I, I kind of feel that I don't really know if he's much of a science person. I think he's definitely interested in the sciences and I think mm-hmm. that an astronomer does make sense. but I I don't know. I kind of feel like he wouldn't really like the kind of rigid structure of again working in academia because even if you are as someone who did go to college for the science, if you wanted to like do research, you'd have to work pretty much in a university setting. I mean, sometimes yeah. you you can also work in a corporate setting, too, and that would also be a, be a valid career pass. I think some people path, see
0: but... him as, a, like, an entertainment scientist, so he has all the credentials, mm-hmm. but he works as, like, a, an educator in an entertainment setting.
3: Oh, so,
1: like, a Bill Nye type of person?
0: Yeah, or, like, a National Geographic host or something.
1: Mm, okay. Yeah, if he were to apply his skills that way, I think that would probably make more sense than just... Like, yeah, a I mean, I, I still do not
0: see him doing anything remotely academic. But yeah, as far as academics go, I think that makes sense for him to be some kind of explorer. Yeah, kind of feel, where mm-hmm. he's like performing and he doesn't have to adhere to ethics boards and stuff. Yeah, he can if, just kind of do whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see him if he was to go into any science. I feel like astronomer or Makes a lot of sense, and yeah. would fit my conception of Wilbur the best, as opposed to say, like biology or chemistry or physics.
0: Yeah, the Go only ahead. reason I would maybe say physics is because he maybe he's interested in time travel itself. But yeah, maybe I feel like that's a bit of a stretch because physics involves a lot of structure. Yeah, it's a lot of memory. structure, a lot memory, of math and stuff. Oh God, A lot of theory, too. You know how too. I feel about math. But, um, man, what was I going to say? Oh, no. <laughs> but, yeah, I just see Wilbur as being too creative for that kind of environment.
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. I feel like, despite... Uh, like, I feel like he is definitely curious and he is smart and he does care about the sciences. But I mm-hmm. think, you know, growing up with science has... Multiple family members are scientists. So this Neil, there's Lucille, this Bud. Yeah. Uh, and then the rest of them are very passionate about science, but I don't think they're scientists. Um, yeah. Growing up with it's kind of it. Kind of it. It's disillusioning to him. Right. The boring side of it. Also, kind of discourage him. And mm-hmm. there's no, there's no longer any mystery for him when it comes. Science Mm -hmm. necessarily. So, I think his interest in science is more about the creative side, more about just like the idea of space, but not like actually measuring the humidity level on Mars. Yeah, I think he would realize that that's incredibly boring, and then he would (laughs) stop.
1: Yeah, and I mean it is now. I would say that you know it's being. Science as a discipline isn't like you, you do. There is a lot of benefits to having someone who's super creative in the sciences because, um, you know, a lot of it is problem solving and trying to figure out ways to like solve a certain problem or come to certain conclusions about certain things. But I do agree yeah, that, like, I
0: think like, he's very resourceful in that sense, but I think he's much more spontaneous mm then the 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 logic and the math that that involves
3: yeah
1: yeah it's 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 a different kind of creativity than than say the creativity you'd get from i don't mm-hmm. know doing one of the humanities i guess but i do i mm-hmm. do want to uh i guess stick up for the creative possibilities of the sciences as someone who ooh yeah
0: definitely like
1: this, this fandom appreciates
0: it. the creativity of science.
1: Yeah, um, but, uh, to piggyback off your point of, uh, I think one of the most interesting takes I saw while I was reading Fix on what Wilbur would be doing. Well, actually, the most common one that I saw. When I read the one adult Wilbur in like the older fix was, people thought that he would become the like head of a time travel task force agency.
0: So okay, yeah, ag- I totally see that.
1: The agency that he um that he like references in the in the in the movie that he works for is like you know. A,
0: I think he'd be like spy. one of those canon spies because <laughs> he's he's like clearly into the spy world, the high yeah. adrenaline. Uh, yeah, the authority. He kind of likes the authority. I think. Yeah. Just, so, like, so people, people, have him, people,
1: people have him. People have him founding adventure.
0: that.
1: Say that again. Yeah, that
0: or, uh, The constant adventure. Yeah. Of, uh, of fictional spying. Real spying involves a lot of bureaucracy.
1: Yes. And does. maybe
0: some seduction, but also bureaucracy.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of paperwork you gotta do, too, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, you gotta report stuff, you gotta... Yeah. Like, most spying is just, like, information. And spying... Okay, this is a bit of a tangent, but spying as a career kind of took off in World War II, as well as the Cold War, when information became more valuable than ammunition. Mm. So, spying would become ever more important but now it's kind of automated so you could just spy on people just by hacking their computers or the yeah. or whatever so it's, it's less of a physical task anymore yeah uh, but yeah i totally see him as a t- time continuum task force officer yeah i think it's
1: i think i mean it's not really a take that i'm personally interested in terms of the stories that i write but i think it's pretty mm-hmm. valid and i i think it makes sense given the given the movie yeah, i it's a little fantastical
0: is, you know. for mm-hmm. your preferred genres it's a little too fantastical for your.
1: yeah I, I i prefer for a more realistic setting but if i mm-hmm. were to write a fanta- more fantastical story i might go for that route i don't know we'll see a
0: realistic <laughs> meet the robinson story Ha! Huh. I can be done. I can be done. The <laughs> or at least a uh, more
1: realistic setting, like focusing more on the realism. Rather yeah, you like the fantasy. human touch. I what
0: do. I <laughs> do, do. Um,
1: other uh, but, careers
0: for Wilbur. So
1: Sorry, one that's... of the weirdest ones that I've seen was this one, Ooh. uh, really short, um, Willet, uh, thing that I read on Tumblr, and they had Wilbur as a sculptor who sculpted kinetic sculptures so like i
3: really like that idea and
1: it was such an interesting take and i was like huh um yeah and like and it makes so much sense too because like you know wilbur's rich enough that like having a career like that makes a lot of sense like he wouldn't necessarily be like oh he's like
0: sofia coppola he can just do whatever
1: yeah exactly so like it it totally checks out you know, I've always thought of Wilbur as a very hands on kind of guy who likes to work with his hands. So,
0: kinetic yeah, sculptures I really always works for him, had, I think. Yeah, I always headcanon that he, like, very passionately loves Rube Goldberg machines.
1: Oh, yeah, that totally seems like, it's, like him. It's
0: very, I think it's like he's kind of acknowledging uh, kind of his dad's side of engineering and stuff. But for him, it's all about the machine itself, Mm. and it's all about the pointlessness of it. Yeah, because you know Neil is like a professional engineer and an inventor, actually, like makes stuff with purpose. But for Wilbur, he's like making stuff just for the fun of making stuff, and the enjoyment is in the the process as well as the prank or the whatever. Yeah. there's, there's just a bunch of Rube Goldberg machines all over the house, and it's just, like, his <laughs> thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: And you get the impression that uh, William Joyce really liked Rube Goldberg machines if you watch Robots 2005, which I always reference, but it's such a cute movie. <laughs> but, huh. yeah, it also shows up a lot in George Shrinks. just because he's tiny. But
1: oh, yeah, that makes sense.
0: It just fits in with the aesthetic of the canon, and it kind of works with his personality. Yeah. But, but yeah, back to the artist thing. I see uh, a lot of potential in Wilbur being a Spencer type, so Spencer from iCarly, and oh! also it works because Spencer and Carly are like wealthy. They're like very rich, and their dad mm-hmm. he's like a high office. They're like a normal guy. Oh my god! So they they never see their dad. A bit of parental neglect there, but whatever. Yeah. And they they live in their colorful apartment, and Spencer is making stuff out of different... Okay, this segues really well into what I pictured while we're doing this. Uh, so Spencer's making all like these weird sculptures. One of my favorite sculptures that Spencer has made is Jake's. He uh, he's commissioned by some kind of bakery or some kind of food company, and he's making a mascot for them, and it's like a loaf of bread, with gloves and like big eyeballs and a chef hat. And God. I don't know what it is, but it's made out of butter.
2: Oh my and God. And while he's
0: sculpting, he's like, You're going to be better than ever. And oh my he's God. not no. around anybody. And then he looks older and he's like, Thank God no one heard me say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then there's, and then there's, uh, I'm just getting too, too, stop me if I get too far in the iCarly uh, rabbit hole, but one episode has sure. Spencer uh, covered in red. And then there's a girl he's dating who's covered in blue. And he's like, hey, you want to make... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's amazing. And then he just, like, shows up with a llama. It's, an elevator. it's one of the apartments that, like, just have an elevator. Anyway. So <clears> I see him <throat> as kind of a... Just a wacky fine arts type is a possibility. Yeah. And then Spencer, in one episode, he makes stop-motion movie about a burrito
1: interesting
0: and again this is kind of projection because I am studying animation but you know uh, in the movie Wilbur sculpts these little figurines for Lewis and himself mm-hmm. so there is evidence to suggest that he has uh, you know an artistic inclination Mm -hmm. And I do see him as someone who's, like, kind of detail-oriented, but his goals are always about creativity and fun. Right. So he's not detail-oriented in the sense that he could go into the natural sciences, which require a lot of detail in that sense. Yeah. But I could see him doing, uh, like, a movie that's, like, chickens in space. Kind of thing and the the joke uh motion is always a really funny medium to have your characters do because it's just so time consuming mm-hmm. for no reason yeah so in in i Carly, like someone moves up it like an inch and then he and then spencer like freaks out because this movie's like basically ruined but then you watch his progress and there's like two seconds of like a burrito moving around and a hamster in it based on it. So it's like, uh, you didn't really ruin that much. Mm-hmm. person wreck Rec made the same joke where one character gets, like, really depressed. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a huge meme, and he's like, that's his depression project. It's just a puppet of himself. Oh. So anyway, <laughs> I see that as a possibility of him just working with puppets all the time mm. in filmmaking.
3: Yeah, I that, that was seems one like idea something he would do.
0: And I think he would specifically go for, like, the silliest thing possible. And I remember in the 2008 clip, there was a game that was really popular, and it was litter chickens in space, and they would shoot lasers at each other. It was a <laughs> multiplayer game. <laughs> and I was like, you know, maybe he would make a movie like and there was, there was a movie that was made that I need to check out. It was so weird. It was just, like, a space setting.
2: Mm-hmm. But,
0: like, everything, there's just random shit all over the place so maybe that and then at the same time though wilbur is very uh technologically oriented he is and they do see him as someone who while he likes to work with his hands he likes he likes to use technology in an artistic and amusing way Mm -hmm. so he's not really into Uh, he's not really passionate about the idea, you know, technology, he's going to create a utopia, Mm
3: -hmm. uh, we
0: can make the world a better place, because he just kind of takes it for granted a little bit. Yeah. So I do see him as someone who could do pretty much the same thing as I suggested, movies, but, like, in a more technologically advanced Mm. version of that. So he could probably be doing, like, those 3D gifts that you see everywhere. It's like a new style where it's just like these pastel polygons. Mm. It's really cute. It's just kind of I'm getting a little detailed, but it really leans into 3D yeah. in a way that I think is like very modern, mm. as opposed to if you watch uh, any of the Toy Stories, which are all 3D, and it kind of because each of the Toy Stories are trying to be as realistic as possible, it really easily maps out the technological progression. Yeah, of 3D animation and I think Wilbur would do like the opposite of that where he's just trying to be make it as weird as possible <laughs>
1: exactly
0: um, but I feel like that segues really easily into what your headcanon for Wilbur's career so is so
1: my headcanon and you know this could also be partially my interests but I think of him yeah it's as all a... projection
0: Melissa right just I know admit it. <laughs> uh,
1: is that he's a video game designer um i think it makes a lot yeah, of sense and I think for
0: that s- so well with, with my idea
1: that i'm just going to adopt you instead yay uh, i'm glad to have converted someone yeah. but
0: <laughs> i really like your idea i yeah, think it makes I, so much sense
1: i think it makes a lot of sense i think he you know it, it meshes his interest in technology with his interest in creation um video mm. games as a medium are it's such a fluid medium Like, you can do Mm -hmm. so much weird shit with it, Um, and because it's all about interaction, I think Wilbur would be, Wimble Sensibilities would be really good for working with it. Now, I don't think he would make, he would be working in the video game industry, because the the video game industry is a hellscape right now.
0: (laughs) Um,
3: Thanks, no unions.
1: But anyway.
0: um, Yeah, Ubisoft. I have some, I don't have real Dirt on Ubisoft, but I have something that's close to Dirt on Ubisoft. No, it's not really. You know what I mean? but it's
1: it's it's, we won't go into it here
0: it's a 40 and it's a 40 and chain where i think wilbur would just kind of lose all of his mojo completely because you don't you don't have any control creatively when you're working for a company
1: yeah so you
0: would have to you would have to segregate you would have to fit into one of like several categories you would just be like a coder you would just be an animator you would just be a designer yeah yeah
1: like big big triple a titles uh have like tons of different departments working on the same game um and it's it's a lot different from say one guy who makes the game like using just his computer like i feel like that's the kind of thing wilbur would do he would probably if if he does have a team it's a very small team (laughs) And yeah, it's just like a. Low, it's that. like you know, like him and five it's other people are what on a game, and like that's kind of the yeah. situation he would have. But I don't really know what kind of video game he would make. I still have to think about that a little more. But Ooh, I see I him. I see Which him as definitely. Because I never
0: play video games.
1: <laughs> I think he would probably but... make something like I think a Sims game would be up his alley. I think. Oh, yeah. Like a simulation What's the game where you
0: invent roller coasters <laughs> and people only use it to kill people?
1: Yeah, or like he would, I think he would also be really, I think he would also do really well Um, making like a I don't know, would he be good at making a platformer? Maybe if it's super, depending on the platformer. The,
2: platformer if if it, the platformer. If it is,
1: it probably is in the vein of like Super Mario Maker where you like make your own levels and share them with people. Um Oh,
2: that's cool. Yeah, Super uh, Mario Maker is a pretty good is game. I don't have it. Alyssa.
1: I want to get it. But it's a lot of fun. You get to, like, make levels. I've seen some really crazy levels that people have made, and it's really cool. Is, uh, is that
0: what a platformer is? No, a
1: platformer is... So, think Super Mario. Like, your classic Super Mario game, where, like, you have Mario uh-huh. and he jumps from platform to platform. To the oh. end of the level. That's a platformer. Oh. um. Okay. Other games in the platformer genre are Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, you got think, Crash Bandicoot. I think I got it. Yeah, those I guys. I was
0: overthinking the word "platform" because it can mean so many things, but it's really yeah, really like
1: yeah. a surface. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's one yeah. of the first I, I think, and oldest uh video game genres. So,
0: I think Wilbur is likely to lean into games that are very weird and very creative, and they allow the so I see him as like BFS with the guys who made Untitled Goose Game.
3: Uh,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> that's definitely the kind of game we're like or a game like Octodad where it's like bad on purpose. Ooh. Like I, that, that's definitely I think something he would make oh, too. Oh, and then there's
0: there's the game Toast, where you're a piece Oh, of yeah. Bread oh, that's a funny one. I really something. want to play that
1: game at some point because just, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's just like a funny concept.
1: It's such a funny concept. Uh, and,
0: and also, because I was talking a lot about style, and, mm-hmm. that, and there are a bunch of artists who are, like, in this style, but I'm just thinking specifically uh, Julian Glander, who's, like, uh, he's also an indie game developer as well. He's done a lot of different things. He mm-hmm. does, like, posters, too. It's really interesting. So he does GIFs, editorial illustration, but with 3D,
2: mm-hmm. and video
0: games. And he made a video game where it's called art school. So you're, you're like, quote unquote, in an art school, but you're like not in a school setting. You're just wandering around clicking a point and click game and mm-hmm. you're like boodling. Interesting. Oh, I see Wilbur. So anyway, I see Wilbur as like leaning into that kind of playful aesthetic. Yeah. Where it's just like pastel shapes. Hmm. Uh, i see wilbur is doing maybe an escape room type game
1: oh yeah that would be that makes sense yeah i see him in yeah. like a he's definitely sort of like the kind of the kind of game that like the the genres i don't see him him doing would be like first person shooter or yeah, that's the
0: number one thing that i don't see him doing
1: anything like super gritty or something that takes itself way too seriously if he does a first person shooter it would be something on the lines of like portal in the sense that like it uses first person shooter mechanics but isn't like about shooting other people it's like a puzzle game or it does something else that's
0: kind of wacky um yeah i feel like wilbur really wants to like go out and do his own thing and whatever that thing is it, it always has, like, a very playful, low-stakes kind of tone. Oh, yeah, yeah. As a person, Wilbur doesn't like to take anything seriously.
3: Right, exactly. He's kind of afraid so... of taking things
0: seriously. That's his whole thing. So yeah. I don't imagine any piece of work that he does is going to take itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think... I, I kind of just pictured him working a lot with food because it's just automatically silly, I guess. Oh, yeah. I wonder if maybe there's a game where, like, you make your own custom sandwich, but the sandwich has, like, superpowers, and each ingredient (laughs) of the sandwich (laughs) is, like... Well, there definitely are. It's, like, fantastical. So you got, like, a wizard hat in your sandwich, (laughs) and you got some cheese, and then you got the philosopher's stone, and then you got, like, I don't know, rock from Mars. Like, that's your sandwich, and you got to make the most powerful sandwich.
1: That That is some like really a, serious Wolverine. It's like Mario, but right instead of
0: being a plumber, you're a chef or something, you know? Oh my god.
1: Yeah, like, I think, I think what, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah,
0: I think, I think he's just kind of like that weirdo who's just doing his own thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. For the most
3: part. Um, so, uh, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry.
1: Ooh, okay, oh, so, okay. um, well, I'm just looking at the time, and yeah. I'm thinking we want to try and wrap up soon-ish, but is there any other, so is there any other topics that we wanted to touch
0: on with Wilbur? Okay, one important topic, I think, is charge ball. Oh, yeah! That
3: so one! That, that kind of
0: segues <laughs> from our video game conversation, pretty quickly. So, like, yeah, canonically, Wilbur does play video games, but he plays a virtual sport. Yes.
1: And I'll be honest, I know that Charge Ball is a video game thing. I haven't played the video game, so I don't actually know much about it other than what I've seen from fanfics.
0: Alyssa, you there's so much you don't know.
1: If you I know. Seen the game. I that's the th- yeah. I need to. I've been purposely trying to avoid information about the video game though because I kind of want to walk into it without knowing much. Yeah, I know. No I do know. It's been kind of unavoidable. I have seen screenshots, so it's not like I don't know anything about the video it, game. It but... doesn't
0: contain like a lot, but because the fandom is so starved. It is a huge resource. Yeah, like a lot, speaking. a
1: lot of fix don't make a lot of sense unless you know anything about the video game. Like because <laughs> like because if you were just
0: they, pull, they make more references to the video game.
1: Yeah, this like kind of makes
0: sense because the game came out more recently, but still.
1: Yeah, like I when I I remember when I was reading fanfic when I was real when I was younger and I saw charge ball and I I actually thought that the charge ball was like. Something that that author had made up, like oh, here's this weird Aww. sport that he plays. I was it's like, oh, like okay, it's like I did not realize ball, that it was a reference weed. to the video game until much later. So, um, but yeah, um, I, I mean, I think correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Charge Ball in the in the framing of the video game is literally just an excuse for how Wilbur is able to like do things in the game without like having a weapon. Yeah, it, it, it... <laughs> Like, like we can't give him a gun, a <laughs> so guy. we'll give him a thing that acts like a gun but isn't a gun.
0: Um, yeah, pretty much. That's kind of I... also kind of leaves a lot of people to interpret him as a jock. Which, mm. You know, I could see because he has a lot of energy.
3: Yeah, and I he, mean,
0: I yeah. think he's a very physical person in that he really likes tactile things. Yeah, and he likes like a hands-on approach to stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't think... I don't see him necessarily as someone who's competitive.
3: Right. Or as someone
0: who likes physical challenges or physical endurance. hmm And who just watches or enjoys sports as entertainment at all. Like, he, he would, like... I think he'd be fine to play sports, but I don't think he's into, the, like, sports teams
3: and stuff.
1: No, no, I don't think he... I think he's... I do agree with you. Like, I have him... In my stories, I have him... Um, as a person who's on a sports team in school, but I don't really see him as someone who's like super into sports as a as like a cultural activity, if we want to call it that. Um,
0: mm-hmm. and yeah, as a point of national pride.
1: Yeah, and like he, I, he's definitely like been on different sporting and been d- doing different sports stuff, and like, I guess for me, like I've always seen wilbur as like not really fitting very neatly into the jock or nerd stereotype he's more like somewhere in the middle or yeah he's
0: just a weirdo
1: yeah like i think he's kind of beyond that
0: <laughs> he's like a very very um, social i also
1: don't see him you. as someone who works out at all or like does lifts <laughs> he doesn't really seem like the kind of guy type who do no. that no um, no
0: he certainly doesn't no. have
1: the body type of someone who would be work lifting. But. And I think
0: it, it just takes a lot of dedication. It's someone who likes routine and someone who really likes to challenge themselves physically and yeah. Wilbur doesn't strike me as that kind of person. No,
1: no. Yeah. I don't think of him as that. So the jock, there's a lot about the jock stereotype that doesn't really fit him, I feel like. But I definitely think yeah. he's not, even though he likes nerdy things, I don't think that he's like, all oh, sports suck. He's just he just doesn't... He, he'll yeah, do I sports, think, but just not in a very casual way.
0: I think his jockness is that, like, we're, we're the Venn diagram. Hands-on stuff. He has a lot of energy. He likes the outdoors. And he likes to socialize. Yeah. But he doesn't really like sports themselves.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't see him as a sportsy type. Um. Yeah, so then... So, Chargeball, to me, is weird because... I mean, I don't... Like I said... As far as I understand with the video game, it's really just an excuse to have Wilbur have a ranged attack that makes sense in Universe. That's not a gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, but Pretty if much. we are going to just, like, take it wholesale and the way that people have sort of uh, give it, it, like, the way that people have interpreted Charge Ball for him. Um, I guess the way I see it as a video game, I see it as kind of similar to like an online multiplayer kind of scenario where there's like a leaderboard and you compete against different players or we'll put put another way if i were to make charge ball and put it in one of my stories i haven't purely because again i haven't played the video game and i don't really have a frame reference for this but if i were to like just kind of build it from the ground up from what i know like Mm
2: -hmm. um
1: secondhand i would make it into sort of like kind of like a league of legends slash overwatch type of game i.e you're playing with real people on a server and you might yeah, have some like teammates what the game is
0: you do interact with real people it's yeah. like if it's like if we sports had the the voice over ip kind of deal like mm. a lot of other games have yeah, like but if like if we sports sport. was like a,
1: had leaderboards and you like got matched with people and then you competed against them and yeah, then you could yeah. get ranks. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of the setup yeah, that I would imagine just... for for a charge ball. So in anyway, so in that case, like Wilbur is more of an eSporter, which is a whole different thing. I honestly, I don't know if he would do this, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past Wilbur to like go for e like just randomly one year go really far in an esports competition. <laughs> And then, like he never yeah, I think does it he again. He really likes <laughs> to
0: challenge himself, but not for like a really long term goal. It's just because he's bored.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like it would not. It wouldn't be like anything he takes super seriously. So, um. But, um. Yeah, Charge Ball is. It's like a weird hybrid because a lot of people see it as like, like a physical thing, but it's also a video game. So it's a lot more like again Wii Sports because Wii Sports. Yeah, I do the motions instead of just pressing buttons. Totally up for interpretation,
2: Um,
1: you know. And it's it's wild. Actually, when when did the Wii come out? Oh no, no the uh (laughs) that game MTR was on the Wii at some point. I think it was released for the Wii, so (laughs) they did have (laughs) that that as a reference. That was a thing people were aware of at the time. That wasn't just like a, a a way of thinking. oh, this is how the
0: video games will be in the future. Yeah. I'm pretty. Oh, I'm yeah, pretty sure. Sense. Let me. They, let me double check not on have that. They predicted how bored people got with we so quickly. Yeah. Let me look. Uh. Look it up.
1: Video game. I actually do. I um. By the way, uh, guy, So as some of you, as like a total, as a total uh non sequitur Um, I have a video game Mm -hmm. channel, so if anyone happens to to... to know, you have what? So, so some people might know is that I have a video game YouTube channel that I play. Uh, I play, I play games on it. So, if I ever get my hands on Meet the Robinsons two thousand seven, uh, I might play it for you guys. Yeah, shout out to your gaming channel. Just to let you know, it'll happen. Um, because I've been very interested in playing it, I just want to know when it was released what for what platforms, yep, it was released for the Wii yep. yeah, so that makes so sense. it was it was a thing um
0: so yeah, yeah, so I've seen people interpret charge ball well, people it's like the only hobby that Wilbur canonically has, and I'm like. Wilbur has so many hobbies that he doesn't have a hobby. That's how I see him anyway. But Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people... Like, Wilbur's hobby is just, like, fiddling with his thumbs and making, like, cities out of crackers and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but, but a lot of people... To see charge ball and they're like oh finally this kid has a hobby Let's <laughs> right
1: yeah yeah so i guess because it is one of his only like canonical hobbies in universe i think a lot of people latch onto it as like this is what he spends all his time doing um mm-hmm. so I, I i mean i don't i think it it does it makes sense for him to be interested in something like charge ball but
0: i yeah, wouldn't I think necessarily a think of it interpretation of his character yeah but i feel like i want to see people do something more with it. I don't know, like... Mm -hmm. Like, I was going to write something, but now it's like, I don't... (laughs) Aw. Isn't that how it always is? (laughs) Yeah, because, like, you know, beggars can't be choosers, but, like, you know, if I was a chooser, Wilbur's hobby would just be, like, pranking people, or, like, that guy who makes knives out of food.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) It's just, like... I think he just really loves not taking things seriously. Like, that's his hobby. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I also, also, if if we're going to go for super nerd shit, I also definitely see him as a guy who plays Dungeons & Dragons. Not just because I play it, but, like, just because it it just makes sense to me. Because, like,
0: Mm -hmm. it's... It makes sense to me that Wilbur would be really into fiction. Yeah. And because fiction isn't serious, but you can take it to very serious levels. Mm-hmm. Which I think are the two things that Wilbur needs in order to get really into something. It's yeah. he's, he's going to take it too far, but he really likes it because it's like a pointless thing. Yeah. So, and Dungeons and Dragons is also like there's there's a huge social element to it too. Yes. So it's like it's it's like combining all his interests, you know. Yeah,
1: and like uh, at least your traditional Dungeons and Dragons has a lot of focus on like maps and you know mini figures and like. You roll dice and, like, there's a lot of, like, disparate parts that Wilbur could, like, do or make. Like, I know my DM for one of my games spent, like, a weekend making, like, these little foam, like, because our campaign takes place in a cave setting, so she made a bunch of stalagmites and mushrooms to, like, act as little cool. barriers. And I was like, that's so cool. But, like, that's the kind that's of thing so that cute. I think Wilbur would really like to do, would be make that kind of uh, stuff. I love miniatures. And, yeah, like, I
0: think I do see him because he's so into creation and stuff. I do see him as someone who would prefer to be the dungeon master as opposed to a regular player. Yeah, you have a but lot he's more... I'm not, um, not super picky about it, but I think that's his preference. Yeah, me too.
1: Me too. I mean, you, you do get creative as a player, I think, but like as the DM, you have a lot more control over how the world works and what the plot line is and all that stuff. Yeah. And there's a lot more I mean, like, really physical into, stuff like... you're making, so...
0: He gets really into like jokes and stuff and it's like oh, oh my god yeah he would i absolutely
1: farted. see him as the kind of person who would, who would make a make and one off that's just the weirdest most bizarre shit like <laughs> you died because you farted next to a, a stick of dynamite yeah like that kind or of not. thing like it would be it would be funny it would be like a farcical kind
0: of thing um an- oh another video game I wanted to reference sure I think like you mentioned I think he really likes allowing the players the same kind of creativity that he enjoys yeah so i could see him making a game that's kind of like Spore, but maybe less realistic Ooh, okay or it was kind of terrifying yeah 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 something that's like that just kind of gives you complete control over one aspect of the game or something Mm.
1: yeah i think that if he if there's any game that has like like if say if he was to make an rpg i definitely think he would he would make his rpg be like Dark Souls, where you have like all these like creation options to make your character, <laughs> with like you can control how sharp their draw is or that kind of detail, um. Because you know, he, I'm sure he has fun yeah. making weird characters and in, in that kind of thing, like a monster factory type of situation.
0: Um. Yeah, I think Wilbur is he's very detail oriented and creative. So mm-hmm. in that sense, he's kind of a control freak. But I, I think. That implies that he's not capable of spontaneity, which mm. that's not what I'm... That's not what I'm saying. No. Uh, and he's he's not, like, very conventional about it. But I do think he he likes to play around with stuff. hmm But I think he prefers to be kind of in control of stuff, at least in a creative sense. You know what I mean? Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. So, okay. Um... Anything okay, else you want
0: to talk two about? Two potential topics at a time. Maybe we should just pick one of them. Yes. So uh, either we talk exclusively about Wilbur's flaws. Okay. Pretty cool. Okay. Or we we talk about Wilbur and his relationship with children and responsibility. But I guess that kind of folds into my own. So. Um. Well, we know. we have talked take? about
1: his flaws to some extent kind of briefly but if they kind of intersect yeah. then maybe you can sort of like, bring it up if we talk yeah, about the like, flaws
0: I feel like it's an important enough thing to talk about like just on its own mm. you know cuz character yeah. flaws that's an important thing yeah it is sure. um so thoughts
1: uh here. so I mean, I've said before that I'm I am not think... I'm
0: deferring to you because I'm sure you've thought
1: about it a lot more. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I said before that I thought one of his major flaws was sort of unearned confidence, i.e. Um, he kind of mm-hmm. has a bravado that he sort of uses regardless of the situation, and sometimes it's not the best idea. I also kind of see him as someone yeah. who um, doesn't like to talk about like important or uncomfortable things.
0: Um yeah, I think I see him as someone who's like really uncomfortable about serious things. Yeah. And he just kind of avoids them.
1: Yeah, and if,
0: if he can.
1: It hasn't been published yet, but the next chapter of my uh one of my fanfics involving Wilbur has that as a major point of uh like that element of his personality comes out a lot. So um Ooh. wait, can you give us a hint? It's it's the, um... Oh my gosh, excuse me. Um, it's, thank you. It's um, So it's the next chapter of The Many Exes of Wilbur Robinson. And it's... Yeah. Um, what will happen is it's his next uh, kind of serious relationship that isn't the most healthy. Um, oh. It's, and... it's that one.
0: The character's name is Letters, right?
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Gotcha, um, gotcha. And... It's interesting because I was—I don't want to talk too much about it, but um, yeah, I think. Spoiler I've, alert! But like, it's um, a lot of how things are are happening. I think are mm-hmm. um, I it's definitely I'm definitely at a place with the main idea where I'm happy with, but I, I need more drafts to like be happy cool. with that chapter.
0: Anyway, um, yeah, I think Wilbur in, in a relationship. He, that's kind of where he runs into problems because, you know, relationships demand compromise, communication, intimacy, all those things that I think Wilbur, sometimes he would just rather avoid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think he, I think he kind of, when things are good and, and him and his, and the people he likes are just kind of vibing together, hmm. I think he's, you know, it's all good and things are, you know, he's really he's able to handle that but i think once things like when a problem comes up i think that um he doesn't he's he's more interested in trying to like kind of push the problem aside rather than really deal with it so
0: yeah and um, i see this as kind of a result of only child syndrome but specifically (laughs) uh the gillionaire only child syndrome oh yeah yeah because he does interact with uh other children, obviously, and there are
3: mm-hmm. children
0: at the Robinson House as cousins. Yeah. But they're they're not siblings, so you don't have that kind of competition for yeah. approval. And yeah. I think because the Robinsons are so rich, they they kind of built the house to cater to Wilbur. I think half of the house was built just for Wilbur. And yeah subconsciously this has affected Wilbur for the rest of his life, and that he's not very good at mm-hmm. handling responsibility, and he just kind of takes a lot of stuff for granted.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: And um, like you know, on some level, he's just kind of like a, an inter- an eternal child, but not in that he's like, I don't know, I don't think he ta- I don't think he takes it too far because he's able to. Mm-hmm. To understand other people's like needs and stuff, but I think it's just not his first instinct necessarily.
1: Mm, Yeah. Yes, I do. I do agree with that. Um, trying to think if there's anything else flaw-wise. Yeah. Anyway, that
0: anyways, segues into my uh question about what do you think about Wilbur, either having children or as some kind of care in some kind of caretaker position over
1: someone um i haven't thought too much about wilbur as a parent i think it's definitely possible like i i think that yeah. him having kids is definitely like there's a there's a very sure. like it, there's a high likelihood of that happening i think um yeah. i mean i think it depends on like a lot on like who his partner is and where he is in his yeah, life and etc etc cetera, et cetera. but but I I I do think that it's it it is a it is a thing that would happen um potentially. But I also I also wouldn't think I also think that it's totally um within the realm of possibility that he doesn't have kids. And um yeah. but I don't think it's because like if he doesn't have kids, I don't think it would be because he doesn't like children or doesn't want to be around children. I think it would just be like a personal decision on his part. Like maybe he just doesn't maybe he wants maybe his interaction maybe he likes to interact with kids and like
0: he would Yeah, I think it's the if he doesn't have kids, I think it's the fear of responsibility coming Yeah, I
1: because think he would he, it would kids, be more of that really kind of thing. Fun, like he, he would think of himself like I'm not He doesn't want the whole package. Yeah. So. I'm not I'm not I don't think I'm capable of being a parent, but I I would still interact with kids and, you know, I could But I think what I think this is weird. So, like, I think in the, in universes Ooh, where right. Wilbur has a um, job as an educator or or another position where he is interacting with kids a lot, I think he's less likely to have kids. Yeah, whereas I that think a universe makes perfect
0: sense to me because I think part of the reason people have kids is because they kind of well, you know, that's the evolutionary aspect, but there's yeah. also just sort of the idea that you're you're kind of going to Explore parts of yourself mm-hmm. through your child. Yeah, people are always like projecting stuff onto kids, and I think that's one. Thing. Yeah, kids, if he if he's regularly under kids, he's not gonna need that as much, and he's not gonna he's not gonna see children as an extension of him, and right. it's no longer gonna be like necessary. Yeah, really, because yeah. he's like, oh well, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. And so I'm yeah, i that if you're interacting with kids regularly, mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot harder to forget that kids are actually their own person and not necessarily just a mini you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do but think I so I did want to say that uh, I think of all the things I've thought about because I actually have not thought about Wilbur in a relationship as much, but mm-hmm. I do. I did just kind of go with the assumption that like, yeah, Wilbur would be like, a super fun and accommodating and emotionally person, but he's also deathly afraid of being serious, and he's afraid of, like, vulnerability and intimacy. That's gonna be a huge problem if he's in a serious relationship. So mm-hmm. I did think of that. But I kind of glossed over it, because personally, I think Wilbur's biggest challenge, like, the thing that's gonna make him most uncomfortable in the world is having kids.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: that's why I thought about it a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, and, I... Th- anyway, anyway I,
1: yeah, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I, I think that I think I don't think that he would necessarily even if he wanted kids. I do think that it would still be something that would be nerve wracking for him. Um, yeah. So I don't think he's like super cavalier about it. If that makes sense, like he's not. Yeah, like, and I
0: think that if he had kids, because I think that the probability of him having been heightened by the fact that he grew up in a super oriented family oriented you no know? yeah um but like he has a completely different philosophy than his parents
2: yes.
1: and
0: I think part of Wilbur just wants to be his kid's best friend and everybody has to remind him like you, know, you also have to do the hard part
1: yeah yeah
0: and I really like the idea that he has a kid who's serious so it's like he just can't he just can't escape into playfulness
3: yeah all no. the
0: time because his kids like dad what's death? And <laughs>
3: so was like, was on, like, like ah!
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i i think that wilbur being a father adds some interesting elements to his character and allows us to explore his flaws in ways that like maybe wouldn't come up in other scenarios um yeah so it's definitely cool um and that's
0: something i kind of wish people would try to explore more and it's like oh i guess i have to do with them <laughs>
1: right yeah yeah i mean maybe someday uh, i could explore a fic where Wilbur's a father i i don't think it's within w- something and in- i think it's something that i'm interested in too but um yeah. i haven't thought about it enough yet to really come up with a cool story for that so i mean maybe no fresh
0: but I, I i like the idea and i think my incorrect quote kind of reflects that
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it would make for a really cool, interesting story if that were the case.
0: Um... Yeah, I think the worst case scenario is that any child ever had kind of parenting Wilbur. That's the worst case scenario. Yeah, and then the best case scenario is that Wilbur kind of matures through the process of having to care for a mm. dependent.
1: Yeah,
0: and he learns more. He, he he becomes more comfortable with his own. Vulnerabilities, and that makes him a better person. Yeah. So I think, realistically, it's kind of a mix of the two.
2: Mm.
0: Anyway, that's what I had to say about Wilbur and kids.
3: Oh, it's
1: a it's a good it's a good thought. I'm very interested in that thought. Um, Yeah. So I'm looking at the time, and I think I will have to say we will have to officially wrap this up. Yeah. Who calls? So, um, uh, hold on, we don't, I don't think we've gotten any, like, comments or anything that I really want to shout out, uh, obviously, like, depending on how long it takes for this episode to come out, there might be a ton of things that come in yeah, between me, now and these are being this,
0: pre-recorded, but... so if you send something in, um, with, it might take us a while to catch up, we're probably just gonna catch up via blog. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah.
1: So we'll we'll. I think we're gonna for the time being we'll um try to respond to any any inquiries or asks or whatever um via text rather than
0: waiting for us to talk about it here. Yeah. In terms of responding, like in a timely fashion, but eventually we will have we might you know include your question in a bigger discussion. Yeah. In the um, future, but that's gonna take some while. That's eh, sometimes
1: okay. I'm actually already logged into oh boy, we actually do have uh quite a few.
0: Oh, yay! Um,
1: we have okay, so fan mail, uh, 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 uh. well, not fan mail, I feel but like, like, like you know, it,
0: it... No, I'm just kidding, I'm just you know, me, but like yeah. I feel like we're on Blues Clues and there's like a, a cartoon <laughs> mailbox oh my God. that's walking towards me <laughs> and we got to open it up yeah anyway
1: yeah so we've gotten it's, we did get because like i'm trying to remember when we did it's ask to hear back
0: from the void is what i'm saying
1: um last time because the last time we recorded was pretty was like a long time ago um even though episodes have still been going up so i'm not sure when we stopped responding people directly but um for those of you who just followed and people who've been liking our stuff we really appreciate it um we did get um one person uh sumu zumu who said that uh she's uh they really like our our podcast and um you know she uh she's uh, they're also a um, a non-native english speaker so uh
0: Oh, is that the person who spoke Spanish?
1: Yes, it is. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, let me see if I can respond to you in Spanish. Hold
0: on. Wait, wait. Gracias, amiga. Yeah, and, gracias, or, amig- uh, amig? That's Gender. I don't know. I don't know term what term the like gender gender-neutral term
1: for amigo or amiga would be. I'm not sure if there is one. I think amigue would probably be the the most gender-neutral term, maybe. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, um
1: I don't know. But I would Thanks, say friend. Please. Please. Yes. Uh I would say uh gracias para escuchar uh su podcast. I think that's that would be how I would Yeah. I think that's I, how I, I say second that. that. Uh I might be wrong, su, su- sumuzumu. Um <laughs> I'm not the best with Spanish, but uh yeah. thank you. Is a the... for
0: effort,
2: Alyssa.
1: Thank you. A <laughs> um, we also had, I'm just looking for any question mark asks. Oh, we also had someone who, Anonymous asker who I don't think we responded to, who says, who is Thomas Sanders? God, I wish that were me. Frowny face.
0: Oh, I'm so glad. I'm very grateful for my ignorance. On
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's a reference to one of I our have other podcasts him, where all. we talked about Thomas In Sanders course. very briefly. Um, yeah,
0: that's the previous episode.
1: So, but don't worry, we we see that, and um. Sometimes yeah, I'm I improve with I my think, of knowledge, think, you know.
0: I think I might respond to that one. So, this is just an additional response. Anon.
1: <laughs> also, yet, we have too. have someone follow who followed us called Foodie Semi Evil Witch. Thanks for the follow um and i think everybody else who's been also valerie follower i think is a new follower so thanks but yeah thank you guys uh for all your stuff and and all your support and everything
0: yeah feel free to send us comments questions suggestions
1: yeah
0: we appreciate you and yes we
1: do um and we hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it's a little different from our normal fare, but um yeah, we're into different things. Yeah. So.
0: yeah, tell us, give us your feedback. Do you want us to go back to reviews? I mean, we're not going to stop the reviews. Right, no. but mm-hmm. we're going to incorporate different formats. And if you had any suggestions, mm-hmm. we'd be open to that feedback yeah. and all that. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Alyssa's off to the librarian mobile.
1: Yeah, we're recording this right before I go to work, so
0: um, I gotta go.
1: I gotta go uh, help people find books. But um, we will see.
0: I gotta do my homework too.
1: (laughs) Thanks for listening, and we will catch you guys next time. Bye. Yeah. Bye.